Blog Talk Radio. You are good And your love 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My goodness, Lord. <clears throat> his love, his mercy endure forever, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessing to each and one of you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I hope you are present in with the Lord, seeking more of Jesus, seeking more of his presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, because he is available for us every time we we ask. He's there. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 11, he says, It came to pass when Jesus had finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed hence to teach and to preach in their city. There's with Jesus, no, no resting, brothers and sisters, non-stopping, going about the Father's business, bringing the gospel to the lost, to the needy, to the poor, to anyone who will hear, to anyone who will receive him, to anyone who will listen, if one person don't listen, there's always more. There's uh, uh, 7 billion people on this earth, brothers and sisters, about. Praise you, Lord. We need to continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise you, Lord. You will have people that will not listen, but there will be people that will be open to hear the gospel, to receive the Lord Jesus in their heart and their life. Thank you, Jesus. And we just move on, brothers and sisters. We keep preaching. We keep teaching. We keep bringing his word because we know, thank you, Lord, he is going He is going up there touching the heart. He did that in the flesh, reaching out, and he's doing it out in spirit through us, brothers and sisters. His spirit is flowing around the nation. Thank you, Jesus. Reaching out the lost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, we pray that you send your mighty angels, your warriors angels, your archangel, billions and trillions up there, Lord, to clean out the ear, Lord, to break the power of the evil one, for no to salve his words up and down. In Jesus' name, mighty Lord, mighty God, protect us, keep us, Lord. Lord Jesus, speak to our hearts, speak to our life, Lord, according to our need. Forgive our sins, we repent of our sins, of our trespasses, idolatry, witchcraft, sorcery, black magic. Anything that's not a you will repent, Lord Jesus, in this moment. Forgive our sins, oh Lord, please. We repent of our sins and we ask you, Lord, to continue to touch the nation. Continue to touch the soul that are so needed of you, Lord, because we all need you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. So it says, now when John had heard in prison of the work of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. And they said unto him, Are thou he that should come, and do we, or do we look for another? He answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye heard and see. Praise the Lord. The work of God is not complicated. Because we just need to believe God, God's word. Thank you, Lord. And go about proclaiming the promise of God and letting God bring signs. Uh, yes, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bring signs and wonder, touching, healing, deliverance. Praise you, Lord. We've we got to let God be God, brothers and sisters. But we have to believe God. We have to believe His word. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord, that God, thank you, Lord, well, praise you, Jesus, touch the heart, touch the life, touch people and whatever they need Him to. The Lord wants to touch them. 
the Lord wants to change their heart, their mind. Praise the Lord. We grew up with a mindset, but the God's mind is higher than man's mind. And he wants to change our, our, our way of thinking, of living, live, to live a, a, a holy life for God, a separated life, a pure life of the Lord is what God wants from each and one of us, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. It is God who sets the foundation of holiness right from the beginning, even in the law, which no man could kept by Jesus only. Hallelujah. Holiness was the foundation of it. The law is holy. So is grace. Don't, don't misunderstand because we're living in grace that we should not seek holiness and righteousness. Yes, we have to. Brothers and sisters, especially if we want to go to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because the Bible is very clear. It says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. In other words, no one will be raptured. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 5. The blind receive their eyes and the lame walk. The leper are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. The message that God is sending us to do upon the world, upon the nation, brothers and sisters. It's a clear message. Matthew 11, 5. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. You know, the leprosy, only God can, can, can heal leprosy. The deaf hear. The blind, we know that if people are blind, they're blind for the rest of their life unless God heals them. The lame, those that are in wheelchair that cannot walk, hallelujah. Unless God does a miracle, they can't walk. The lepers, another, hallelujah, deaf ears, the deaf can, don't won't hear. Hallelujah. And the deaf also, the, all these, hallelujah, all these five things, brothers and sisters, infirmity, are uncured by men. They have no cure. If you if you if you are blind, there's no way man can make you see late. You cannot walk. That's it. You're paralyzed. In other words, that's it. Uh, uh, lepers cannot be cured, and the dead cannot be raised. It's only God can do these things. Hallelujah. And then the poor have the gospel preached to them. That is another that it seems like. The gospel being preached to the poor, it seems like raising the dead. Since I complicated today, I'm raising the dead because people don't want to preach the gospel anymore. That's why Jesus pray, said, said uh, pray that pastor or minister will be sent, shepherd will be sent, hallelujah, to the field. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's not hardly going to the field to bring the gospel, to bring the message. And, and so it looks as difficult as raising the dead. Preaching the gospel to the poor, brothers and sisters. The poor are not necessarily poor in money. Yes, it, because a lot of people don't have money. The majority of the people in the world are poor. Poor, you can have money and still be poor in God, have nothing, be naked. Poor and naked is all in the book of Revelation. Although you have money, you're poor and naked. You see, you see, you got to understand the way God speaks. Poor in spirit. Praise the Lord. God don't want you to be poor in having no poorly having nothing, having no salvation, having nothing of God in your life. God wants people to receive his son Christ because he is salvation. He is life. He is life. He is the only way to the Father. The only way to come to heaven. He is the ladder that Jacob saw, brothers and sisters. The only way to come to the Father is through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. And this world is so poor. Because they lack so much of God in their life. 
and they don't understand. The more they walk away from God, the more poor they are. It doesn't matter how much money they think they're making. They are poor, they're miserable, and they're naked. And that's the way the world is. That's the way God sees the world right now. And people don't realize because they think they got money. Hallelujah. They think they're doing so good because they got money. And they don't see, hallelujah, how God sees them from his throne. Hallelujah. He sees them so naked, so poor. Praise the Lord. Although they claim to have money, although they claim to have so much, hallelujah, God sees them without anything. If they don't have his son in their heart and their life, thank you, Jesus. If they don't have Jesus in their heart, if they don't have his Holy Spirit in their heart, they are so poor and they are so miserable and they are so naked. God have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. This world, hallelujah, need, need Christ. And we have the responsibility to preach Christ to them. It is your, my responsibility, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, to preach uh, Jesus to them. We cannot hearken our heart, harden our heart not to preach the gospel. Because that's what a lot of Christians are doing, hallelujah. They're saved, they're fine, but they're not concerned for other people who need Christ. And it has to be burning in our heart to preach the gospel as it was in the heart of the prophet. The word got burned in Jeremiah, hallelujah, as the need of his people, the need of God among his people, the lackness of the presence of God among them, the word burning his heart. And he could not stay quiet. And it should be burning in our heart too, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. And we should not hold, hold our peace and be quiet. Hallelujah. But speak God's word to the nation and let them know, hallelujah, how much they need Christ. Hallelujah. How much they need the Lord. But we cannot be afraid of what men say, of what men think, or what men may do against us, brothers and sisters. We need to preach the word of God. Hallelujah. No matter who raises up, because there will always be people, hallelujah, who will, who will always raise up against us as we speak the word. They came against Jesus, so they will also come against us, brothers and sisters. But we cannot be afraid. Hallelujah. We have to stand firm and be brave. Be bold, be brave, and speak the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Without any fear, because the Lord is with us, and the Lord is going to give us the victory. No matter who rises against us, he is with us, and he is for us. Hallelujah. It don't matter who comes against us. We were always, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, praise you, Jesus, hallelujah, we'll have the victory. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, he's awesome. He says in Revelation 23, remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, hold fast and repent. Therefore, thou shalt, uh, shalt not watch, if thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and it should, it should not, uh, not know what hour I will come on thee. No one knows the day or the hour for sure. Thou hast a few uh, names, uh, even in, in Sardis, who has def uh, uh, defiled the, the garment and should walk in me in white, for they are worthy. Hallelujah. He that overcomes shall, shall be clothed with white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name uh, before my father and before his angel. 
Brothers and sisters, I see these white raiment in heaven for the wedding of Jesus Christ. They are beautiful. Hallelujah. They're, these raiment, these garments for the wedding are beautiful. Some have gold diamonds. They are beautiful clothing, brothers and sisters. And, and the Lord says, hallelujah, that we will be clothed in white raiment. And I will not allow his name out of the book of life. Having our name in the book of life is very important. A lot of people are not concerned for this. Hallelujah. But we should not be concerned, walk in peace, by knowing and understand that our name needs to be in the book of life, brothers and sisters. That it has to be in our heart desire. That our name is written in the book of life. Praise you, Lord. And as we walk with the Lord, our name will remain there. But if we decide not to, if we decide to go our own way and walk away, hallelujah, from what God wants to do in our life, our name can be erased, can be taken out. And we don't want that, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I will not blot out. I will, in other words, erase his name out of the book of life. He doesn't want to do that to anyone. Hallelujah. But we, he that overcome it, should say, be clothed in white raiment. We have to overcome, brothers and sisters. We are more than overcoming in Christ Jesus, for sure. But we need to overcome. We need to hold fast to the calling that the Lord has given us in our life, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. He has called us, hallelujah, to serve to be his servant, to be his people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Another promise he made in Revelation 13, 12. He that overcome, I will, I will make him a pillar. I will make a pillar in the temple of God, and he shall go out no more. I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Thank you, Lord. The Lord wants us to carry his name. Thank you, Jesus. Every parent that has a child like to put their last name on their child because that name, that last name, that, or that name sometimes some parent named their child because they, they want their, their child to have their name. Why is that so important? Because that will identify the, the, the child with the father. That will say if it's your child, first of all, because legally your last name is added to your child's name as a father because you can always claim your child to be yours, brothers and sisters. And that is a great privilege. And the Lord said that we will have also his name. Thank you, Jesus. God has no last name. He only has a first name. And that first name he has, he wants us to have it with us. It will be written in us when people will see and say, oh, uh, it will say Jesus in you. And whenever you go, they, they're going to know you are, you, are, you are his child. Thank you, Lord. Or whenever they ask you, who is your father? You're going to say, read what it says here. Jesus. In the, in the city, the new Jerusalem. Oh, you, you're his church. Yes, we are. Thank you, Lord. Because we're going to have that, brothers and sisters. It's one of the great privileges God has given us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He wants us to have it. Thank you, Jesus. He wants us to have it, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. But he also warned us. In verse 16, he says, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Verse 15. I know thy work, and thou, thou art either cold or hot. I would 
I will wear that 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 one koroha, he says. So that because that one look worn and neither koroha, I will spit thee out of my mouth. Hallelujah. And then he says, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increase with goods, and have no need of nothing. Look what this person is saying. This is a person that has a lot of money. I don't know, he probably went well in business. God has blessed his life and all that. And although God has blessed him, still because of his, his hallelujah, he's not walking right with God. Or oh, he doesn't have a relationship with God that God demands from each and one of us. Look what God says about him. Because thou say I am rich and increase my good, and have no need of nothing, and knowest now that thou art wretched and miserable, poor and blind, and naked. So it don't matter if you have a lot of money, a lot of goods, a lot of property. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, you are naked, you are poor, you are blind. You are blind. Some people say you are blinded by your riches. But you are blind, God says. And God the one has to be naked, blind, or poor in him. Praise the Lord. Because the riches of God is all his wisdom and everything he can do in our life. Or he can make our life to be. As much as he can take our life and change it for, for his glory, that's the riches that God wants each and one of us to be seeking, brothers and sisters. But a lot of people, they seek the wrong thing. They seek the riches of this world that are going to perish. Because the things of God will not perish. They will be for life. As Jesus showed me in the millennium how he was putting his people as they were going into eternity, through his fire, because he is the all-consuming fire. He is the purifying fire. Brothers and sisters, he was putting us through the fire. And if we made it to the other side, hallelujah, praise the Lord, we would have the reward. But I noticed that we were losing things that we wanted to have in our life that God did not want us to have. Because when he pulls us through the fire, the only things that are going to come through is our life, which is saved by grace. Brothers and sisters, our life, because our name is written in the book of life, our life that is only saved by grace will be the one of the only things that will make it through the fire. And I saw that, and I was amazed to see that. Hallelujah. He's not going to bring anyone into his glory that doesn't go through his fire. And he is the all-consuming fire. He's going to put a light through the fire, whether we like it or not. Whether it feels good or not. Whether it will burn you and almost consume you and burn off your life, what is not of him. A lot of people, when God starts putting them through the fire, they want to run away. And they start repenting. And they say, oh, this walk, this walk with God is too hard. Oh, don't complain. Don't run. Don't run away. Don't begin to hide. Don't say, I'm not going to preach anymore. Don't go. Don't get into disobedience. God don't want us to do that. If he's putting your life to the fire now, learn to humble yourself and say, God, I'm sorry. Help me, Jesus. Lord, help me to the fire, Lord. I, I can feel the fire burning me. And it's, it, and it's uncomfortable a, a lot of times. But, Lord, I repent, Lord, I'm complaining. I repent of hiding, and I repent of, of running away. I'm sorry, Jesus. Help me through the fire, Lord, that I may be put through, Lord. 
Help my brothers and sisters through the fire, Lord, that you're putting them through, Lord. That they will not run away, Lord. That they will not hide, Lord Jesus. That they will not get into disobedience sins, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. But they will begin to humble themselves, Lord. What is more of you, Jesus? What is more of your presence in fire, Lord? More of the consuming fire to cleanse them, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray, oh God, help us, Lord, to endure in this fire, Lord. I know of people that once God begins to put into the fire, they start backsliding. They go back into the sinful ways of the world. Some people go back to the club, to the bar, to the liquor store. They go back into sport. They go back into so many things that they know God don't want them, don't want them doing. Don't want them there. We go back to the prostitution, alcohol. They go back to drugs. One's got to begin to put them to the fire. And no one is going to be cleansed before his presence. No one is going to be pure before his presence unless God put us through the fire. No one is going to be standing before his presence unless God put us through his fire. It is the only way we are going to be standing at the end as we endure, as we overcome. Overcoming talks about someone that no matter what is going wrong or right in his or his or her life, she remains seeking God. And God, because with God we are more than overcomer, with Jesus. Then that person begins to be an overcomer. As that person, as whatever comes to his or her life, remain firm in the Lord. Although sometimes it feels you're going to drown, drown, or you're going to burn. The Lord is with you and with me. It's not easy, brothers and sisters. Because a lot of times we feel alone. We feel by ourselves. Sometimes we feel abandoned. We feel we don't have no one there with us, although the Lord is there, brothers and sisters. And it's not easy. Hallelujah. It's not easy to go through the fire. And it's not easy, hallelujah, to endure, to be an overcomer. But God has called us to be, brothers and sisters. God has called us to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. God called us to endure, brothers and sisters. He has called us to endure. He has called us, brothers and sisters, to serve him, to be his child, calling us an eternal calling. It's not just a thousand-year calling we have in our life. A lot of people are not even going to endure the thousand years. A lot are, a lot aren't. A lot of people will only endure a thousand years. Because the Bible said that when Satan is loose, he goes to the four corners of the old earth. God and Magar, to gather them for the final battle. And as Satan goes out conquering, uh, telling people's light, lights, they begin to believe his lies and follow him. And they begin to be a multitude like the sand of the sea. 
people will begin to forget about God's word and God's promises. And they just begin, brothers and sisters, to listen to Satan, to run after him as he was their father, brothers and sisters. But we are warned by the word of God not to do this, brothers and sisters. We are warned. Bible says he should go out to the seas of nations, to the four quarters of the earth, God and Magar, to gather them together for battle, the number who is as the sand of the sea. I am speaking to God's people. Hallelujah. And I'm asking you not to follow Satan. I'm speaking to everyone who is listening. Please don't listen to Satan's lies. Don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. Never. Because if you do that now, although you might repent, but you might do it again in the millennium, it starts now. We're being prepared now. This is the life we, are, we have to endure now. The millennium is not here yet. Or we're not there yet, in other words. We're not at the millennium yet. Hallelujah. We are not at the millennium yet, brothers and sisters. We're not there yet. But let me tell you something. People that, that, that are going home in the rapture are not many. But there are great multitudes that comes out of the tribulation. John saw great multitudes, brothers and sisters, that comes out of the tribulation. That great multitude not, was not wise to prepare for the rapture. But by the Lord's mercy and grace, which is sufficient, he's, he, he got them into the millennium. Now the millennium has more people than what they never had before. And all those people are multiplying with children. And because there's no sickness and no disease, people are multiplying. Mothers are having several children, maybe 10, maybe 12, who knows? Maybe 20, maybe 30 children, who knows? Because they're not having labor with pain. No more. Women are not laboring with pain. So it's so easy to have a child or to have many of them. It's so easy to raise them with so much abundance. You go to your backyard and there's the fruit. You can get a whole back basket. As I saw a young woman in her maybe 13, 14 years old. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can ask the Lord for it if you want. But if the Lord wants you to have children, have them. Praise you, Lord. And she went and got a basket of apple, it looks to me. Brothers and sisters, in the moment she, she got those ap apples out of that tree, in the same place this morning was another big apple ready to go for the next day. We don't have such a bonding now. It takes one year for apple tree, or maybe six months, for apple tree to have an apple ready. Not in the millennium. In the millennium, every day tree will have new fruit. You can go every day to that same tree to eat that same delicious fruit if you want. The earth is going to be blessed and was cursed because of the sin of Adam and Eve in the garden. But before it was cursed, it was blessed 
Jesus is going to burn it to bless it again. And every day, one fruit. Fruit are going to grow back again. Every plant will have fruit, brother. I say, sure be. Brothers and sisters. Abundance is going to be everywhere. Everywhere is going to be abundant. But remember what God's word says. That after the thousand years is over, Satan is going to be out of, is going to be let out of his prison. Brothers and sisters. Revelation 27. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan to be loose out of his prison. There's that old serpent. There's that old table again on the earth to take men and women again as he did in the garden. The earth is going to be blessed like in the garden. With all kinds of abundance, brothers and sisters. We can till the ground, we can work the ground, and we'll produce a hundred times a hundredfold. A hundredfold, brother. You can plant, my brothers and sisters, you can plant any kind of fruit. And next day you can eat out there. Just just think about how how the blessing that will be. You plant a, a seed today and tomorrow you're eating from it. That was the garden. That is going to be the millennium. Again, under the power of God. Under the power of the Lord. But there's only one problem coming again. The problem that we have now. Satan, the demons are loose out of the prisons now. And what do they do? They go around the earth deceiving people. We should have at least 3 million people listening right now. Why don't we have 3 million people listening live right now? Because people, or, or not three, three, 300 million, I mean, or, or 3 billion people listening right now. Why not? They should be now. Blood talk, we'll be able, we should be able to hold all those people right now. But why isn't it this way? Why isn't there 300 million people listening right now? Because the demons are loose out of the prison, deceiving people around the earth. And when they think about coming here, they're tempting them to Go go watch your football game. No, go watch your basketball. No, go watch. And they're deceiving them to go watch or listen to something else, a garbage. Garbage. The word of God is being preached here now. But the demon is tempting people to go listen to garbage. Go listen to something or listen to the radio. Look at the music on the radio. Listen to, to Elvis from the, from the 60s. Or they all that. Nonsense and foolishness, brothers and sisters. It's what the devil got people tied into. And so when Jesus comes to take the, his people home in the rapture, where are his people? I remember I remember grabbing the note from Jesus said in heaven. Because a lot of the people from the Lord's Tower that I expect to go home in the rapture, not, not so much went home, I remember, in that revelation of the Lord. And I said, Lord, where are they? And the Lord was so sad because they were not ready. Because you have to prepare. You have to seek the Lord. Your life needs to be told by God. Told by God. God needs to work in your life. You and I need to remain in God's fire for God to purify us. 
Because, you know, as God was reminding me today, that the only way gold can be made pure is through fire. So is a life can only be made pure through Jesus' fire, through God's fire, brothers and sisters. There is no other way, God was reminding me today, there is no other way that we can be purified but through his holy fire, brothers and sisters. It's the only way. And if people are not coming to the Lord and are not repenting daily and are not seeking the Lord to cleanse their life and purify them, brothers and sisters, they are not being made ready for the righteous. So the Lord cannot take them home. They can say all day long they're saved. They can say they tie, they help the poor. But if they're not repenting, if they're not seeking the Lord, if they're not letting the Lord put them through the fire, they cannot be rapture ready. They cannot be rapture. They may want to be rapture. They may have said several times they want to be rapture. But the only way, if you put your life in the hand of Jesus, and you ask him to cleanse you and purify you, and you let him do it, you don't get mad at God because you have no money. You don't get mad at God because you don't have this or that. But you say to God, let thy will be done, O Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. When Jesus went for the, hallelujah, to Gethsemane, brothers and sisters, he wept. His, his, his sweat was like drop of blood. But you know what? He says, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I will be done. I, I don't need to, to, to sit with you one-on-one. -on -one. Just listen to the Lord's hour, brothers and sisters. And if I'm, I'm giving you the word of God. Hear what the word of God says, brothers and sisters. The Lord says in Revelation 3.18, I counsel thee to buy from me gold. Try and fire, that thou mayest be rich, rich, in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness may not appear. And I know thy highway selves, that thou may see, as he makes you poor, he purifies your eyes. For you to see. He makes us ready for him. You know what happened with our nakedness, he said? Brothers and sisters, when we got white raiment, that thou may have white raiment and cloth, and that thy shame and nakedness may not appear. Clothe us in him. The white raiment that you and I cannot see with our natural eyes. We are not naked anymore, brothers and sisters. The demon, when they look at us, they see us clothed by that white raiment. And they say, oh, look, she's a, she's a woman of God. Look, he's a man of God. He's clothed. Be careful. He can rebuke you. You can end up in hell. Be careful with him or her. As we seek the Lord and repent, I counsel thee to buy from me, try 
try it. Go try it in the fire. We need that gold, brothers. We are like gold. Our life is like gold. And gold can only be pure by being put through the fire. People like to focus on men. Don't focus on men. Focus on Jesus. Brothers and sisters, focus on Jesus. Focus on the Lord. Let the Lord put your life through his fire. Let him cleanse you. Let him purify you. Let him make you son of God and daughter of God. Let him make you ready for heaven. Let him make you ready for him. You may say, but Brother Elby, I don't know if my life is ready for him. Well, continue to repent. Continue to seek the Lord. Get into fasting every week. And ask him to make your life ready for the rapture. And he will not fail. If you take the time to pray, if you take the time to repent, if you take the time to see God every day, he will not fail you. He will not fail you and I, brothers and sisters. He will make us ready, brothers and sisters. Again, man was tempted in the garden, brothers and sisters. I and he was tempted in the garden. And then I lasted a thousand years. 930 years when, when Adam died. Did not make it to a thousand years. You and I can make it up to a thousand years. But when Satan is loose again, like it will happen in the garden, will you be ready to say, depart from me, Satan? You should only worship the Lord thy God. Or you'll be ready to say that to Satan. But you're also going to fall into the clouds that follow him. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? You have to make up your mind. You have to make up your heart for God. And it begins now. It begins now. It doesn't begin in the millennium. It begins now. Right now, you need to say, depart from me, Satan. Because you shall only worship the Lord thy God. Now is the time when we should say that to the Lord, to the devil. And only serve the Lord. Only serve Jesus. Only serve God. And nobody else. Brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We need to just serve the Lord, nobody else. We need to serve Jesus. Because again, Humanity is going to be tested again in the millennium. When the thousand years expire, Satan should be loosed out of his prison. What are you going to do when he's loose? And you're so entertained in the millennium. You're so entertained. You're going to do there what you do now. That's what God is teaching us. If you can reject the devil now and say no to him now, you can always say it in the millennium, too. If you can reject the devil temptation now, the offers of Satan now, if you can reject them now, you will also reject them in the millennium. This is our life before God now. God is watching us from his throne. The demons are loose on the earth, going about, around about, tempting people. Hallelujah. They are tempting people. They're going around about tempting people. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
The Lord says in Joel 1, 7, And the Lord said unto Satan, From where hast come thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down. To and fro, up and down. To and fro, up and down. Back and forward, up and down. That's what they do. They go up to the heavenly places. They go down to hell. They go from one part of the earth to another part of the earth. And they're being allowed to do this. So you and I will be tempted, brothers and sisters. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on the earth, perfect and upright man, one who fear God and scheme evil, who shut up evil, who says no to evil. We need to begin now to say no to evil. You don't need to wait till the millennium. God wants us tonight, now, to say no. God wants us to say no now. Because if you say yes now to the devil, you will also say yes later. God wants us to say now no to the devil. And we keep saying no. We stay firm. We are more than overcoming in Christ. Praise you, Jesus. And Satan answered the Lord and said, That Joel fear God for nothing for now. He does fear God, and God protects him. God blesses him. God does a lot of things to Job in his family. He blesses them and multiplies them. So Satan is complaining about the blessing that Job had. When people complain about your blessing, watch out. That's the devil. Know that that's the devil. You're being blessed by God, and then people are getting mad about it. People are complaining. That's the devil. Look, he complained about Job. Oh, Lord. Verse 10. Hast not thou made a hedge about him, about his household, about all that he had on, on every side that thou hast blessed the work I did, and his substance have increased in the land? Satan is complaining that Job was blessed. Have you ever heard such a thing, someone complaining because you are blessed? Satan does that. Satan will send people to your life to complain of you being blessed. I don't know. Watch out. You're being blessed. <laughs> I have people say that to me. Some people get angry because I'm being blessed. I guess they expected me not to be not to be blessed. I don't know what they expected out of me. They even get angry because I am blessed. The the abundance that comes to my house from everywhere, they get they get angry. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because some people. Uh, who used to bless my ministry I said I'm not going to bless them anymore I'm going to send them my tithes and offerings But then God uses someone else When they say no, God touched someone else to do it Praise you They think that the ministry is going to go down Because they stop blessing it And they don't understand that If God uses them to bless the ministry It's because God is going to bless them Thank you Lord God will always have abundance for them Our sister said to me Brother Elvie, I used to bless your ministry all the time. 
And when we decided to move, we stopped blessing your ministry. So the first two years, we blessed your ministry. And the third year, when we stopped blessing your ministry, we started sending a check with our tithes and offering, my husband and I. Every, all the income we have went down. My husband lost his job. And things were really bad. We, we struggled so much after we stopped blessing your ministry. When we used to bless your ministry, we had abundance in my house. Cars, beautiful house, new car, everything. Abundance everywhere. And when we stopped blessing your ministry, it just all disappeared. And I, I don't desire that for people. But I know this program is a blessing. And whoever blesses, the Lord's going to bless them because I'm a Jew. And remember what God says to the Jew? Whoever bless thee, God says to Jacob, whoever bless thee, I will bless. God says to my father Abraham, whoever bless thee, I will bless. Whoever curse thee, I will curse. Thank you, Lord. Whoever bless me, it's going to be blessed. Simple. Whoever curse me, I'm sorry. I don't desire evil unto people. Praise you, Lord. And so that's what I see. I'm a Jew by blood. Praise you, Lord. My grand-grandparents were all Jew from Spain. They were kicked out of Spain to the Dominican Republic. Brothers and sisters, praise your Lord. But I'm a Jew by blood. That's it. I am a son of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am a, I'm a brother of Jesus Christ by blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are blessed by our pro- the promise of God to us, brothers and sisters, and that's very important. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen for that, sister. There you go. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you see, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. So, it comes. We come from there. We are part of there. Although we're in other country now, we're from there. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 11. But pull forth thy hand, and now to touch all that he has, and he will curse thee in thy face. Satan wanted God to take everything away from Job. And God was testing Job. Not everything that happens to people, brothers and sisters, is a curse. A lot of things are testing. And I, there are people I know that are, that are constantly being tested. I'm tested all the time, too. And, and, and the Lord has given me word for people. Hey, you're just being tested. God is allowing this test in your life. Because you know what? God wants us to be faithful to him. And look after him. When we're being tempted. Or tested. Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he had is on thy power. Only upon himself put out for thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. This is a, I think this is the first time that Satan ran so, fa- so fast from the presence of the Lord. To do evil. He loved to do evil. He ran fast to go do evil to Joe. He flew fast. I can an instinct, I believe. He wanted to ruin Joe's life. Brothers and sisters. Because Satan was focused on the material. You see that Satan is watching you as you are being prosperous. But he's only focused on the material. He cannot touch your life. He cannot touch your soul. He knows that if he can t- 
touch your material life, you might deny God. You might walk away from your faith. This is why as you're being tested, as you're going to the trial, brothers and sisters, don't give up on the Lord. Because the devil might be taking away your finance, attacking your finance, attacking your health, attacking your family, your relationship. He might be attacking these things, and he's being allowed to by God. But don't think that that is the end. Don't give up on the Lord. Because the temptation is only by for a short time, the Bible says. Any temptation is only by for a short time. And any test will not be on for your, in your life forever. Every test that God allowed your life is for you to grow. And if God allows the devil to take from you what God has given you first of all, that means God has a greater blessing for your life if you endure, if you overcome, brothers and sisters. Then that God gave Joe double of what he had. Then that the Lord gave Joe double of what he had. Of course he's there. Of course he gave him double of what he had. Thank you, Lord. Yet God allowed the devil to take Joe. To put him through this painful situation. But yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God has a better plan. Better plan for Job. Better blessing for Job. He has. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God had a better blessing. For Joel. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in Joel 42, 12. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Joel more than his beginning. Wow. Then I God said this man was perfect. He has so much abundance. And then God allowed the devil to test Joel. To test Joel. But look what the Bible says. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Who was the one who gave him all the abundance at first? God. It was God that gave him all the all he had. So if God allowed the devil to take what he had after God gave it to him, that means God had a greater blessing for Job, brothers and sisters. That's what it meant. God allowed the devil to take everything Job had at the beginning. But look what it says. So the Lord blessed the Lord of Ada Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 cheeses. Let me translate this to you in a more modern, so you can understand him better, what happened to Job. Joe had a, maybe a few million dollars. But after the Lord blessed him, multiply the price of sheep by, by $500. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to multiply $500 a sheep times 40000 Brothers and sisters, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Time 40,000. God gave Joel up from $1 million to $20 million. 
and blessing. Joe had a great abundance in sheep. But God says, all right, here, I'm going to multiply, Joe. I'm going to bless you, Joe. And it's not about money. But we love it when our ministry grow from when we go minister. And the Lord provides for the hotel. The Lord provides for the car rental. The Lord provides for everything we need to go preach. And it's so hard for preachers. When the when the when the socks has a has a hole, when the shoes has has a hole, when the pants are dirty, because they've been wearing the same clothing, it is so hard when it's like this. I remember when my shirt, my white shirt, was yellow. I so many times I wear going preaching, and a lot of people don't remember you when you're going through that. They don't remember. When when I had this white shirt under my under my suit that I had to wear to go preaching, because in, in some churches and some places, if you don't have a suit, a jacket, if you're not dressed with a tie, they won't let you preach, and you have to be well suited, well dressed. And so I always had those suits. I had maybe five or six suits. That's all I had to go through ministry. And I was being invited to, to go preach. And God was moving and saving and healing and doing this and that. But that's all I had. And I didn't want to tell the people from the pulpit, look, this is all I have. No. I left, I left it all to the Lord. Because if I talked about money, people will say, oh, he's just, he's just preaching for money. No, I was not preaching for money. I was preaching for to see the Lord move and save people and, and deliver people and bring people to him and see miracles of all will believe and come to the Lord. That was, that was my message. But I didn't have enough clothing, brothers and sisters. I didn't have enough clothing to wear. There were times that I was invited to preach that, brother, we had the, the pastor wife and, so, and some other people say, hey, uh, uh, we noticed that LV, I was single. He needs help with the washing of his clothing and all that. And I, I didn't know how to take care of those suit. And I would, I, would take them to the cleaner, but it was too expensive back then. And the 90s, the cleaner was expensive. And I, I wasn't making that much money, brothers and sisters. I was making uh, $6 an hour in preaching. And so preaching, they would not give me no off, no offering. And I was so happy. I was doing it for the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. And now I can look at my closet and see that I got better clothing and more clothing. The Lord has blessed me more. Thank you, Lord, like Joe. It's what I it's what I had in the beginning. Two pairs of shoes, one time one. One pair of shoes to go preaching all the time. I will wear the same shoe. You see, a lot of people don't know what we have to go through. Lord, and still raise your hand and thank them and be happy. Rejoice in the Lord. Even though you lack all these things, I will rejoice. I will go to the service. I'll be dancing. I'll be jumping. When the power of God came down and healed people and delivered people, I will be rejoicing with the rest of the people. When people in the congregation have more than what I have, and they were complaining and backsliding, and they didn't want to serve God anymore. And I had so little, and I was so happy, full of joy from the Lord. 
because people don't understand that salvation is more important than any clothing, than any money, than anything. They don't understand that. They focus on money. They think preachers, all they want is money. Not all of them is, is that way. A lot of us, all we want to serve the Lord. That's it. We want, we want to be with the Lord. We love the Lord. We want to preach his gospel however we, we can. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. However we can, that's all we want to do. When, when I began to work on the computer, the computer was so cheap. I could not afford better computers. And I see people playing in video games with better computer than what I had. Mine was for the Lord. And they have thousands of dollar computers for playing video games. Thanks to the devil. But I, I, I just, I did it with a joy with what I, what I was doing. I, I gave my, when, when the Lord took me out of the north, I gave my computer to a brother and gave him money. He was starting a ministry. And I said, this computer has been such a blessing to me for many years. It's, but I, I can get a cheap computer better than your computer. He didn't understand the blessing. See, a lot of people don't understand the blessing. That computer was for the Lord, was anointed for the Lord. You would touch the computer, the computer was anointed for many years. I used that computer for the Lord, for the work of the Lord. How many anointed servants we had that went through that computer? Anointed, 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 the hydra, everything. And I'm giving it to this brother because I saw his beginning. And I said, look, I became with nothing. Here's what the Lord provides to me. I give it to you because the Lord is providing me now with better, greater things. I'm moving. I'm going away. The Lord has begun to tell me to move. Praise the Lord. And he didn't want it. He says, no, no. And I said, people don't understand the price we need to pay lots of time. Praise the Lord to, to, to stay with the Lord. That having nothing or having little is the way we go about happy. Thank you, Lord. The same. Praise you, Lord. A lot of people, if they don't see in the ministry a lot of money, some pastors or leaders, if they are sent to preach in a church or in a town or in a city, if they don't have an income, a solid income, they say, they don't stay there no matter what the need is. They focus on the money and the need of the people. No. We, we were going to different places to minister because there were no people there to minister. We were going to prison. And, and people with money had ran out of money and left. And we were there with no money doing the ministry. And God was saving people all the time, delivering people, baptizing people. Praise you, Lord. And in months, we were the only in that prison that was doing ministry. Everybody else had left. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Everybody has left. Thank you, Lord. I was driving a car to, to, to do ministry in prison, brothers and sisters, that I didn't have gas and I didn't have enough money for gas. I ended up every week with just $20 to get my Tyson offering to the church. $20 for gas to go to ministry. There were times we need to pray for God to put gas in the car because we didn't have enough money, and God never failed us. Can you imagine people now, when they're running out of gas, they check the bank account to make sure they have enough. You know what we have to do? We have to pray for God to supernaturally put gas in the car because we have no money. No money. Oh, 
Imagine walking like that. A lot of people don't know those things. A lot of people, they need to see the money there first. We, 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 we didn't have the money. We just, we just have a heart for the Lord. That's it. My brother and I, and we went. And, and, and one day, we're coming out of the meeting. We had, we had to do service. Then we had a meeting. And we're like, how are we going to make it with this meeting? We already used the gas for the preaching. And, and, and the brother said, Brother Elby, we do what we always do. And I, and I look at him and I laugh and I say, yes, we're going to have to do this by faith again. We're going to have to go to, go to the meeting by faith and come back again because we don't have the money. In our way going down the, down the highway, there was a young girl who, had, who was going back to college. Who, 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 she was on the phone with her mother, a Christian woman, praying. Forgot to provide someone to help her to put the, the 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 spare tires on her minivan, and if we immediately stopped, it was raining. We were dressed to go to the meeting with white clothing, with you know, garment, everything. I said, "Oh, it's raining," so we stopped anyway, and we were with white shirt, and, and the girl was like crying. Her mother was on the phone. And I said to her, "May I? If that's your mother, may I speak for her?" I said, "I said, I said, don't worry. We are minister. We're going to help your daughter. Oh, praise God! I've been praying with her on the phone. And they were crying. I said, don't worry. We'll help your daughter. We'll put the spare tire. We'll send her on her way. She'll be fine. Thank you, Lord. And we were late to the meeting. We're apologizing to the group of people. And praise the Lord." The meeting went on great, and the meeting was about why were so many people going to our service and saying that we're seeing so many healing. Well, we're stealing all those people from other service, and we're like, what other services? Praise the Lord. And they wanted to know what was going on, and, and people were telling them the healing, the miracle, and all that. And I'm like, they speak for themselves. I, I, I didn't have nothing to say. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. But the Lord did everything, brothers. And we came back home. Another another woman was had a flat tire on the side. It was dark at night. And oh my goodness. We stopped next and we, we, we parked our car. At this time we had the gas the gauge cover. We didn't want to see the gas because we had none. We were just praying by faith. We lay in on the car at B eight. 1979 Ford LTD, V8. You can look it up online. And a VA with no gas, you're not going to get too far unless you you got the load in your side. So, all right. Lay here in the car. All right. We helped that other lady. At this time, we have put no gas in the car because we had no money. Nothing. My bank account was zero. My brother's bank account was zero. Nothing in our wallet, nothing, zero, zero. Our paycheck was going to the rent to build the thing. I did offering, brothers and sisters. But doing ministry for the Lord, hallelujah. Doing ministry always, always doing ministry, not giving up, which that's what the Lord wants, brothers and sisters, whether you have money or not. Thank you, Lord. Whether we have money or not, we're always doing the ministry. We're always planning. We're always praying, fasting, seeking the Lord. Brothers and sisters, a lot of people, they don't have no money, they won't do it. I don't know all that because I always did it having no money. 
always doing ministry, having no money. Praise you, Lord, nothing. And Paul says, I know how to live with something or with nothing, with abundance or nothing, he says. And that's the way we bend, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord. There was a time I went back to, because I spent the $20 in gas, spending lunch for, for, the work, for, the, for my job. I went to work by faith, believing that God was going to provide me something to eat. And he never failed me, brothers and sisters. <laughs> never failed me. Thank you, Lord. He always provided. As we pray. Thank you, Lord. A lot of people don't understand how difficult that is. A lot of people say, I won't do that. I will not do that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Lord can do anything if we believe. All things are possible with God. We just have to believe, but we have to. We have to overcome. We have to be brave. We have to do it for the Lord by faith. You cannot give up and say, okay, no, no. Thank you, Lord. I got my father-in-law visiting me today. He he preached yesterday or the day before, last night. He came over. Praise you, Lord. He is a preacher. He went to the hospital with me back in Mass before, a few years before I came here. And the Lord raised that man who was dead in the hospital. And he, he and I was there. We were talking today how the lack of faith is incredible today. How people are lacking so much faith. People are not moving by faith no more. Even when we pray sometimes with people, they want to see. The Lord will, will, will help them see. But first they want to see, and, and we were talking about that. Not criticizing, but looking at how the situation is. It's hard for us to the ministry today. People want to see, brothers and sisters. Technology is blinding people, exactly. That's what it is. It is blinding people to the core, and they don't realize. They don't realize that the more we focus on other things, we lose focus from the Lord. We need to stay focused. Stay focused, my brothers and sisters. I wanted to come over tonight. My brother Pablo cannot be here. He's working. But I wanted to come over and tell you to continue to seek the Lord. Stay focused on the Lord. Don't depart to the to the right or to the left. Keep walking with the Lord. Our healing service tomorrow night. Don't mix it. I'm gonna do the best I can. I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be praying with the brothers and sisters in Spanish the first hour in, in the Spanish service, which I know we're gonna see miracle and then the English miracle. I had I had asked people to help me because I know my throat will be hurting so much. Thank you, Lord. But I'm, I'm believing the Lord. <clears throat> so I, I'm encouraging you to continue. Uh, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's going to be here in, in English and in Spanish in the other station. I know a lot of people will not understand Spanish, so praise the Lord. But um, in Facebook is where people can, can log into the Spanish service and listen to it. But it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Praise the Lord. It's going to be awesome. If you got family that are sick, please present them tomorrow night with, with, with us who are going to be praying for the sick. We are expecting healing as we always have seen healing for many years. The Lord has not moved out of town, has not moved, hallelujah, out of heaven, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. So please 
if you want to join us, if you put in Facebook, Elvis Zapata, you, you can find me, you can find my Facebook page. And because uh, I always post the link for the Spanish service in the Facebook, my Facebook page. As soon as I'm there live, I will be there live tomorrow at 6 o'clock for Easter time for the Spanish-speaking community. There will be a lot, hundreds of people logging in tomorrow night, waiting for the healing service. Hallelujah. So it's, it's going to uh, be awesome. Don't miss that healing service. We have fasted and prayed tomorrow. I will fast another day. Praise the Lord. It's going to be awesome. Please pray for my strength. I need each and one of you. So keep me in your prayer for strength. I need a lot of strength from the Lord because two services in one day is a lot for the body. But I need you to pray for me that the Lord will give me supernatural strength so I can go on the radio tomorrow. I can do the fast, and I, and I can also do the two service. It's going to be a lot for me. Praise the Lord. It's not something that I had not done before. I've done it for many years, but remember, I'm getting older, not younger. <laughs> I'm not in my glorified body yet soon. So I need to take care of myself better. I haven't been taking care of myself uh, the way I should. I know that. But I'm hoping that, praise the Lord, I will take care of myself better. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask the Lord to give me rest. Hallelujah. Last night he was showing me judgment to come, brothers and sisters. Judgment is coming. I heard a testimony from the sister. Judgment coming to the island. She saw Great tsunami coming to the Dominican Republic. Just as uh, Ephraim is talking to the tsunami to the, the Dominican, she is, she, 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 the Lord told her to go to every pastor in her town. The city, Santo Domingo, is going to be underwater. The Lord showed her. Many Christians, even Christians, are going to die in that tsunami. And that's the same tsunami the Lord is having to talk about. She she saw people going to hell, lots of people going to hell, brothers and sisters that are not ready because people are not preparing, are not repenting. I say, sure, it is not time, brothers and sisters, to lack uh, seeking the Lord. It's time to do it. Thank you, Lord. So I got a great message prepared for you for tonight. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus, and I'll be back tomorrow night. Yeah.
Shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord Tower. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I hope everyone can hear me fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a mighty, awesome God we serve. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Brothers and sisters, the Lord Jesus is about to take us to heaven. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. But only our Father in heaven knows these things. But according to the Lord, God is about to take us out of here into heaven. What he allowed me to experience this morning was the tribulation, how close it is. I myself was, wow. Thank you, Lord. Close. We, we just we finished the, the, the Lord's hours in Spanish. And what a beautiful presence and anointing of the Lord. The message was incredible. As I was speaking, the Lord spoke to me. During me, I was telling people a word, and brothers and sisters, the Lord spoke to me there while speaking to the people. It was such a beautiful anointing. The voice of the Lord came to me, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. And I want to go ahead and pray because I want the Lord to take over this program and minister to his people according to their needs, according to what the cry of your heart is before God, that God will minister to you, God will counsel your heart, God will take away the worry, the concern, whatever heavy burden you have in your life tonight, I go, I'm coming in agreement that God will take it away from you tonight, and you'll be counseled by God in Jesus' name. Mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus, you are faithful God, Lord. Mighty Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive our sins, our trespasses. Everyone listening, Lord, please forgive us, Lord, that every single life, every single home comes under the blood of Jesus, the blood of Yeshua, the blood of Jehoshua, the bloodshed on Calvary, Lord, covers our lives, cleanses us body, soul, and spirit. Lord, we bind those strong men and all hindering spirit, Lord, that may come against this program, that may come against our life, Lord Jesus, tonight. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name, Jehoshua name, O oh Lord, saying 900 trillion words of angel, Lord, to clean out everyone's home, everyone's life. Lord Jesus, including my home, my life, for north to south, east to west, up and down. In Jesus' name, Yeshua name. Jehoshua name, oh Lord, minister to the need of your people, Lord. Take every wording, Lord Jesus, every concern, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Lord, and open our eyes to the hour, Lord, that we're in. Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name, Jeshua name, Jehoshua name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, let your word flow through my mouth in Jesus' name. As my Father said in heaven, 
Let his word be in my mouth, Lord, tonight. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, does not be my will, but thy will be done. As, as it is in heaven, be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory, God. Glory, Yeshua. Glory, Jehoshua. What an awesome God. Shalom, Sister Treya. We have. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What a mighty God. What a mighty Lord we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, tonight. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Two things I want to talk on. One is a few days ago, the Lord showed me the revival. I, I've been getting emails from people quite asking me, Brother Elvie, what about the revival? And I have to tell people uh, what I know. I have told people in the past is what I have, what I have said. From the Lord, everything he gives me, I give to you. Praise you, Lord. And I haven't talked about the revival for over a year now. And the Lord gave me a, a beautiful revelation about the revival. Praise you, Lord. The latter rain, the latter rain. A lot of people are not familiar with revival, but I want to go into the word of God. Uh, Jeremiah 5.24 says, neither say, uh, neither say there in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God, who gives the rain, both the former, the former and the latter in his season. He reserved unto us the appointed week of the harvest. And so appointed week, it, it sounds that it's in a short time that all this is going to happen, but the revival uh, will happen in the Lord. It's what the Lord has shown me, and I'm going to share with you, but I first want to go into the Word, brothers and sisters. We want to stand on the Word, on the solid rock, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. In Proverbs 16, 15 says, In the light of the king countenance, there is life, and his favor is as the cloud of the latter rain. The, com- the, the, the light of the king. So it's under the power. This revival will be under the power of the Holy Spirit of God, brothers and sisters. It will be a pouring, pouring, rain, pouring. A pouring of the Holy Spirit is what the revival really is, brothers and sisters, that is coming. Thank you, Lord. Job 29, 23. And they waited for me as for the rain. And they open their mouth wide as for the latter rain. It is for those that are waiting upon the Lord. If you are waiting upon the Lord, the Lord would answer your prayer. Those that are praying for the family to be saved, either husband or wife or children or family, brothers and sisters, those prayers to God are in, has a priority. A priority to be answered. And so the revival, we can say, it's, a, it's for the priority uh, family members that need to be saved before the rapture, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. There has been questions about the revival that some people had, had asked me, and some of them have been, Brother Elvie, will the revival be in our normal body or in our glorified body? I have, I have men of God, I had a man of God this past week, very anointed man of God, says to me that the revival will happen in our regular body. But the Lord has also shown me 
that we will move in the power of Father God in, in our glorified body. Praise you, Lord. And it seems to me in our glorified body, brothers and sisters. That's what it seems to me. Amen. I could be wrong. I've been wrong some other time, too. And so what I want to say is that uh, as Paul says to the Corinthians, whether in the body or, or not in the body, I don't know. He didn't know. Praise the Lord. Only God knows these details. God is in the details, I tell you that. Praise the Lord. That I seem to be moving in the, in the power of God in my glorified body. But really to tell, because the power of God is mighty, Stephen moved not in his glorified body, but in his regular body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, yes, the prophecy that in the three days of darkness, which I also see myself, uh, people's body will glorify, will change. Uh, when we say glorify, we mean change. Change from one form to another. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know also that the glorified body will be, as the Lord has also shown me, to those special uh, Christians that are repenting, that have put God first in their life. Amen. Praise the Lord. And that the Lord is first that I repent and that I'm seeking God in holiness and righteousness. Thank you, Lord. Lord, if I say something out of your way, Lord, out of your way, I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Lord, guide us in this and teach us in this, Lord. We don't want to say anything, Lord. Lord, I want to say what you have shown me, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. So transformation, the transformed body. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And if you have any other questions, go ahead and ask, brothers and sisters. If I could answer the question, I will. Amen. So it, the, the, the last revival is a lot of rain. Uh, now, let me uh, keep on the word. Deuteronomy eleven fourteen says, that I will give you the rain of your land in due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that you mayest garden in thy, thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. So what God is saying here, the revival is for a harvest. And we know that it's a harvest of soul. Here was a natural harvest. But God is referring, as he says to Peter, Peter was a fisherman. That was his uh, career or his job, however you want to say it. And Jesus said, come, and I will make a fisher a man. And then he changed his career immediately. Praise the Lord, his job, fisher a man. So this, this uh, revival as the word says in the physical, uh, Peter was in the physical, a fisherman, and Jesus said, I make you a fisher. I'm sorry, a fisher of fish was, was Peter's job, but he made him into a fisher of man. And I, I heard people talk about this, and they said it was, a, it was a way that God communicated to Peter the message of a winning soul harvest. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so the revival, hallelujah, it is for a harvest, the last harvest. Uh, for soul to be saved. The Bible talks about the lost harvest. And it so it's for soul to come to Christ, for soul that God has promised people that he's going to save, brothers and sisters. Amen. And so we, are, we have to pray for this. We, have to, we are going to be part of this. We're going to be part of it. So praise the Lord. So we, we, we have to, hallelujah, uh, participate. We have to pray for it. 
Thank you, Jesus. We know that Jesus said in Matthew 9, 37, then he said unto the disciples, the harvest is truly plaintive, but the labors are few. We need to understand that God has, has called us laborers or servants to come and work, hallelujah, in the field for soul to be saved, brothers and sisters. That's what God is calling you and I to do. Uh, this mighty work, brothers and sisters, he's calling us to. Thank you, Lord. And so we, we got to be obedient to the Lord Jesus, who, who, who uh, I mean, the harvest is, is plenty. Hallelujah. Pray, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Proverbs Proverb 6 said, Provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 10 5 says, uh, He that guarded in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in the harvest is a son of the cause of shame. So, those Christians that won't participate with the Lord in this mighty harvest that soon is going to happen, the revival, are, are going to cause shame. They're going to be, praise the Lord, shame. And we don't, want to, we don't want to cause shame to the Lord in regard to working for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. It's just so important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 24 says, The slogger will not plow by, by season of the cold. Therefore, shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. Amen. And that's practically what the Lord has shown me. Uh, there will be people who will not do anything in the harvest, but it will be those little ones who will participate with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Brother Ovaldo, I know you're on the line. Brother Hello, Obaldo, Brother Evie. Shalom, Brother. Amen. Welcome to the Lord's Tower, Brother. Praise the Lord. I just want to go ahead and give what the Lord uh, has been giving me, and then I'll let you go ahead and give. The Lord has been giving Brother Ovaldo a revelation that he's going to share tonight, brothers and sisters. I don't know what they are. Praise you, Lord, and, and, but I'm going to go ahead and, and give this, these words that I need to give. Praise you, Lord, and then let Obada share. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So let me keep reading this Bible verse. Hosea uh, 6, 3 says, Then should we know if we follow unto the Lord, he is going for us to prepare as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter, and form a rain unto the earth. Here is God saying all these words through his prophet of the things that will come, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. The rain and a lot of rain. That, that is incredible. That is important. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so he said it through Jeremiah. He said it through Hosea. He has said this through his prophet, brothers and sisters, about this latter rain. So it's important to God. This this. This garden, this harvest of snow, it's important to God. It must be important to the bride of Christ, too, brothers and sisters. It must be important to us. Thank you, Jesus, because if it's important to God, it must be important to us, too. We must pray to participate in the revival. Thank you, Lord, because there will be people who will not participate, but there will be people who will be seeking the Lord for their family to be saved, for some to come to the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. And they will keep seeking holiness and righteousness, and God will use them. Because whoever, whoever's a laborer, whoever wants to labor for God, knowing that the fields are ready, will say, send I, Lord. As Jesus said in, through, through the left of Isaiah, send I, Lord. I will go. Thank you, Jesus. 
And so we have to be a type of Christ. We, we have to be available to go. We have to say, yes, Lord, I'll go. And that will please God. That will please the Father. He wants to hear that. So you and I, brothers and sisters, that we want to go. Hallelujah. And guard the harvest with the Lord. Preach the harvest. Joel 2.23, be glad that ye children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the early rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the early rain, and the lighter rain, and the first month. Well, uh, Jeremiah says in a week, but Joel says in a month. So why really will we, how long will the harvest be? It can be a week. It can be a month. God is saying, before the trumpet sounds, because the trumpet will sound. That last trumpet is for a world sound. Don't you think it will not sound? Because it will sound. He will get the people out of here. Praise the Lord. This morning, Jesus gave me a taste on how close is the tribulation. My goodness, I was in prayer, and it was at the same time I was in spirit of praying. He just, boom, took me in there. Brothers and sisters, it was so, uh, it was so, not, it was so bad. It was so it was so bad because I, 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 the Holy Spirit would not, is not going to be in the tribulation. He will be taken out. He that holds it, as Paul said to the Colossians, is going to be taken out. And that's exactly what I felt. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I felt uh, the Holy Spirit was taken out. The, the evil that came upon this earth, it was what I was feeling. And the Lord at the same time began to speak to me. That this is soon. He began to speak to my heart clearly. This is this 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 is this is almost upon the earth now. The tribulation that the power of Jesus was holding it back because for the Lord is the Spirit that spoke to the churches. The Lord Jesus is the Holy Spirit. He was holding it back, brothers and sisters. In my goodness, it was so real. It was so real. And the Lord said, pray that it may not be in, 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 hallelujah, in winter. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad very soon. So the Lord let me know also he's going to get us out of here very soon. So we don't have any time. Father God told me we don't, you, time, time is over. Time is gone. And so the Lord in his mercy keep asking the Father to hold things off. Hold it off, Father. Amen. And to a few souls. More so that are in his list that need to be saved because the Lord have a list. I've seen the list. Praise the Lord. The Lord allowed me to see the list in heaven of the people. I, I can't remember all these names. If you ask me if my name, Brother Elliot, was my name on that list? I could not remember that information. I don't know how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of people were on that list. But I, I only, it was only a few pages. It was not even a 300 or 200-page book or list, to be more specific. I send the list. I hold it in my hand. I hold the list of the raptures of the bride of Christ in my hand, in heaven, from the hand of Jesus. I said to the Lord, let me see the list, Lord. And I hold the list in my hand. And I started going through the page of the list, brothers and sisters. There's, there's a lot of people in those lists. The front and the back of the page full of their names. But I tell you something, brothers and sisters, the Lord is, is fulfilling that list. He's fulfilling that list. Praise the Lord. And I knew in heaven that only who name is in that list is going home in the rapture. Because the Lord knows who's going to serve him. Who's going to truly believe in the rapture? You got 
Churches have thousands upon thousands of people that don't believe in the rapture. That is so sad. That makes the Lord Jesus so sad. Because God talks about the rapture. The Holy Spirit talks about the people about the rapture. Jesus talks to people about the rapture. I mean, all heaven is expecting the rapture. And why are there churches called churches of God down on the third that don't believe in the rapture? What is going on? Why are they not in the same page with Jesus? Why are they not in the page of the Bible with Jesus? Why are they not standing on the word of God with Jesus? What's going on? They have a Bible in their hand, and they don't believe the Bible. Is what they're <clears> telling God. When uh, someone said, I don't believe in the rapture, they're saying to God, I don't believe in your word. Oh, what wow. you say in your word is not true. It's what they're saying to God. You know how sad that made Jesus, brothers and sisters, when he himself told me in heaven, when, when I questioned the rapture many years ago, and Jesus had told me, I remember Jesus telling me, my rapture is biblical. Brothers and sisters, Jesus had a Bible in his hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Those that don't believe in the, in the pre-tribulation are going to taste the post. Praise you, Lord. It's like if a meal is being served prior to the food, you know, something for you to eat. If you don't believe in that and you want to wait for the later meal, well, you want to wait. It's your choice you're choosing to. But the meal is being served. Praise you, Lord. If you want to wait for the after one. So Jesus said to me with a straight face, serious face. I, I mean, I never seen the Lord so serious. He says to me, my righteous it's in my word. It's biblical, he says to me. Brothers and Jesus, I'm standing there with my, my knee, my feet were shaking as he was talking to me. He had a Bible in his hand, and he went and opened up the Bible, and he went from, from to the Bible, look, and started sharing the Bible verse, look, my rapture is biblical. I go and prepare a place for you, so where I be, you will also be. Hallelujah. If it were not so, I would have told you so. And he, he just started going to the pages. And I'm like, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I, I couldn't wait until the Lord finished talking to me in heaven for me to come down here and tell the people. He says, tell them that he say my word. Tell them to study my word. I mean, I heard preacher about saying, this is the word of God. But Jesus, with the Bible, he said, I'm telling him this is his word that Oh, God, have mercy. God, have mercy, brothers and sisters, on us. God, have mercy on humanity. God, have mercy on us. Because the God sitting in his throne is serious. He is so serious about his word. He is so serious about his word. I'm telling you, he had a Bible like a preacher in his hand. I mean, I see many preachers on television, radio, internet, and everything. But seeing Jesus like a preacher with a Bible... He is a serious preacher, I tell you. He is a serious, he is a serious pastor. He don't play around. He don't play around. He's serious. God have mercy. And he says to me, go tell him that it takes my word to study my word, that my word says it's true. Okay, Lord, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. What else can I say? He's God. I can tell him that what he's telling me is not true. That's what people are telling him around the world, the churches. 
that what God says in his word about the rapture, about the cut up in the air, is not true. That's what they're saying to his face. Hmm. God have mercy. Oh, Father God. Praise the Lord. And I'm like, oh my goodness. You know? He's very serious, very, very serious about this. Brothers and sisters. You know, I I I just I just want to stand with the Lord with his word and stand on his word and speak the truth I said. Brothers and sisters, and I told people over the year, if you see me saying something wrong, correct me. If you love me, you'll correct me. If I say something wrong, or if you tell I say something wrong, email me. Say, brother, you said this, that that's not biblical. Man, if I have you by my side, I'll kiss you for that. I'm telling you, I thank you for telling me the truth. Don't, don't hold back. Don't, don't be afraid to tell me the truth. Don't be afraid to tell me and say, no, you were wrong about this. That's not, that's not in the word. Praise you, Lord. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. And if you can help me to go to heaven, help me. Don't let me go to hell. But I know I'm not going there. The Lord pardon me taking me home. That's my last revelation. I, the Father says, I asked the Father, you know, uh, am I going to be here? He said, yes, you'll be here. And Jesus looked at me and said, yes, you'll be here. Amen. That gives me peace. Praise the Lord. I don't trust myself. You trust yourself in this body. You trust yourself. I don't trust myself in this body. This body has fallen. This is the, the fallen Adam that ate the fruit in the garden. God told him not to eat from it because in the day he'll eat from it, he'll die. Man, and he ate so much fruit. I think he had fruit in his, in his hair, all over his beard. Praise you, Lord. I only trust Jesus. I don't trust myself. Brothers and sisters, this body is sinful. It's falling. If we don't fast, if we don't pray, I, I don't know how can Christians go every day of their life and don't fast. I don't know. I don't know what kind of life they have before God. Some people tell me, oh, I don't fast. And I look at them, what do you mean you don't fast? Death flesh has to be brought under submission, the Word of God says. And the only way death flesh is going to come under submission of the Holy Spirit, because the flesh is weak, but the Spirit is willing, is under fasting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The only way you're going to bring this flesh under submission of the Holy Spirit through fasting, prayer, sanctification, holiness, and seeking righteousness. I don't know any other way. If you know any other way that is in the Word of God, send me an email. Send me a letter. Let me know. Thank you, Lord. Because the first work that Jesus rebuked out of the angel in the book of Revelation was his first work. Return to your first work. Work. What do you mean return to your, your, return to your first love? What are you talking about? Prayer, fasting, sanctification. Hallelujah. So I don't know how else. The only, the only way I know is, is, is the way of Jesus. The way Jesus, when he started his ministry, he fasted for 40 days. And he was led to fast by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness to fast. Oh, I don't know where the Holy Spirit leading you, but he led me to fast. He led Jesus to fast. He led Moses to fast. <laughs> Under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, he led you to fast. He led you to prayer. He led you to sanctification. He led you to seek God. He led you to seek Jesus. 
is what the Holy Spirit is doing. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we are led to see God. Isaiah 58 is alive every day. The fasting that the Lord has chosen for us. Thank you to break every joke. Thank you, Jesus. It's what we need to do. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is so awesome. Praise God. In the word of the Father, yes, Master, yes. Seek the kingdom of heaven first, and every other thing will be added unto you. Thank you, Jesus. That, that's exactly. Seeking the kingdom of God first is what God wants from each and one of us. Hallelujah. Because he knows what's right for us. We don't know anything. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Not everyone that said, Lord, said unto me, Lord, Lord, to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, how are we not prophesying in thy name, and in thy name cast out devil, in thy name that many wonderful works. And then, hallelujah, and then will I uh, profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Exactly. This is not just about uh, rebuking demons and even preaching the word. This is about the will of God for our life. That's why I had, a, how many times, I don't know how about Jesus now. Praise the Lord about taking me home in the rapture. Remember, he said, you'll be here with me. And I don't know how many times I have asked. I don't trust myself, brother and sister. I only trust Jesus. Praise the Lord. Anyone can fall. Let him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me, let me keep reading the word of God. That is so awesome. Zechariah 10.1. In as ye of the Lord reign in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright cloud and give them shower of rain to everyone, everyone grass in the field. Bright cloud, that talks about holiness, that talks about the Holy Spirit, in the last day in people's life, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. I believe people have seen cloud. I've seen cloud of anointing. So I know what the prophet Zechariah is saying. Bright cloud. I seen that in one time in Connecticut, I remember, was that white cloud in front of the pulpit when the Lord had me preaching. It was such a powerful anointing that people was like, wow, thank you, Lord. You could see the cloud. Praise you, the right cloud. And give the shower of rain to everyone in the grass and the field. Praise you, Lord. The Lord can do anything. All things are possible with God, brothers and sisters. Amen. So what happened in this revelation of the revival uh, we have a lot of listeners in Mexico. Uh, there's a brother in Mexico who speaks uh, good English and, and, and understands good English. And what he does in his home, he translates the Lord's hour to the, to the people in the village. And people come to his home, lots of people, brothers and sisters, and he translates the Lord's hour to them. And they rejoice. They receive the word and God just touched their heart. Hallelujah. So, in this revelation, brother, we go to Mexico, this pastor and I, and some other brother, and this pastor had, has his daughter body uh, there next to him as he was preaching the word. His, bro- his, his daughter has been dead for several, over seven days. I knew this. I looked at the body of her daughter. She, she, she was no more than 11, 12, and her body was completely dry, completely dry. Because the, the, the flesh was gone. So all you could see was the flesh, I mean, the, the, the meat was gone. You can see the, the skin. The flesh was gone, the, the skin and the bone. That's all you can see in the body. 
because of being of a seven-day dead. And so the pastor believed that God can resurrect his daughter. A lot of people, even back in the Dominican, they do that sometimes. People who are Christian, who are believers, if a kid dies in a young age, they don't bury it. They, they, they either put the box in the living room or they, they won't bury it because they're waiting for God to, to perform a miracle. Praise you, Lord. And I met a preacher from the Dominican. And the Lord used him to raise a, a body of a, of a daughter of, a, of this home who they put the body right in front of him. Go here, we have our dead daughter body. If God really uses you, go ahead. Pray for her, and God resurrected that, that child back. Well, this time, brothers and sisters, we went to Mexico, and, did, and, and, and this pastor had his daughter body there for over seven days. Dead. And I said to the brother and, and, and the were with me, and I said, let's all stand our hands to, to the body, and let's pray that God will do a miracle. Brothers and sisters, when we stand our hand to the body, the power of God came through our hands and went into the body of this child. And it was supernatural. I can see the power of God. We can all see the power of God. And, and the girl stand the, under the power of God, the, body of, uh, the, the power of God, stand this body up straight. And I can see Jesus in the body of her, giving her life. Oh, he's the life. He is the life, I tell you. Mm, right. and, and resurrected his body right in front of everyone in this revival that is coming. Thank you, Lord. And I'm looking straight to the eyes of the young girl, and I can see Jesus. I look into, through the body of this girl to me directly and said, this is what I'm going to do to my servant soon. This is, this, this is what I'm going to do in this revival. As he was looking at me, talking to me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can literally see the power of God, the anointing. I mean, we talk about the anointing. But a lot of us have not seen the anointing. We have felt it. But it's different when you see it. Now this time I can see the anointing. I can see the power of God in front of me going into the body of this little girl and being resurrected in front of everyone. And people could not stop praising God and thanking hmm. God yeah. for this mighty miracle of God. I don't know how many of you are going to accompany, accompany me to Mexico or around the world, but I'm going. I am waiting. I'm going to Central America. I'm going to Colombia, Venezuela, Spain, France, Germany, uh, uh, hallelujah, Chile, Argentina, Mexico. I'm going around the world. Jesus has shown this to me already. I'm going. Israel, I'm going. I don't have any of you coming with me. But if you do come with me, you're going to see the power of God. And if you want to come, just ask the Lord. You don't even need to ask me. You can tell me, brother, I'm going with you, brother Elvis. But we're going there when this revival began. Whether in, whether in, in a plane, in a train, or in a bus, or in a ship, but we're going there. We're going, I'm telling you that we're going there, brothers and sisters. Praise mm -hmm. you, Lord. And the Lord let me know this is close. This is soon to happen. Because the tribulation is so close, the revival is going to begin very soon. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. And I, I mean, I told the Lord back in Massachusetts before I came here that I need help. And if I'm gonna deal, if I'm gonna deal with hundreds of thousands of people, I need people to come with me. Thank you, Lord. I cannot go do all this work by myself, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord, because we deal with hundreds of thousands of people takes a lot of work. Praise you, Lord. Jesus had twelve men around him. 
dealing with the multitude. I'm just a man less than Jesus. I need help. If Jesus had 12 men, I want 12,000 men around me. Praise you, Lord, or 1,200. Praise you, Jesus. And so we all need the work, brothers and sisters. We need the, we need, all need the help. And so I know I'm going around the world, and the Lord already has touched people around the world. The Lord has touched people in Spain, in, in Colombia, in Venezuela, Argentina, Chile, Mexico, people that will unite with us. I mean, I know people with names, but I know their name already, of people who are going to work with me in the ministry. Brothers and sisters around the world, brothers and sisters, Amen. This work is going to start soon. When the Lord says, go ahead, we're going to go ahead. We're going to go on. Thank you, Lord. But I'm waiting on the Lord. I don't See, I'm being invited now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. That is so awesome. Amen. We're being invited now by, by people from country. I have uh, uh, people from, the, from Central America inviting me. I just got an invitation a few minutes ago. And I'm telling them I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm being invited around the world, brother and sisters. And I'm not moving. A, I'm not moving an inch until I wait on the Lord. I'm gonna wait on the Lord. I'm not doing anything until I wait on the Lord. I'm only going to preach, praise the Lord, Hallelujah, here with my family. When the Lord says go ahead, praise the Lord, we go ahead. We don't go ahead nothing until the Lord says anything. Praise you, Lord. We're waiting on Jesus. And it will be wise to wait anyway. You will be wise to wait because the Lord knows what's best for us. Amen. And so the Lord did this mightily. Amen. Uh, Brother Obada, go ahead, Brother Obada. Share. Hello, brothers and sisters. Shalom. It's it's nice to have me, Brother Avi, in this uh, Lord's hour. I just want to say to you all, brothers and sisters, that the that the Lord, the Lord Jesus, He hears your prayers. He knows, He knows when you speak. He 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 knows what you think in your mind. The Lord is awesome, brothers and sisters. The Lord, um, the Lord just took me to heaven this this just in the night, and He and and I tell you, the Lord is awesome. He He taught me how to fly, so I've been I've been I've been flying, and after when I've been flying. Uh, so many trees, mountains, and I saw this. I uh, saw many ancient birds. I said, "Lord, you know, uh, this bird is so 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 beautiful. It has different colors." And and then I saw dinosaurs. And uh, the Lord just showed me some uh, horses. They are like white horses for each uh, for each brothers and sisters. And uh, I tell you, the Lord, uh, I, I, I went to the, to the Holy Temple. I saw so many, and, uh, and you know, the Lord just opened the door for me, and, I, and he just called me in the, in the temple. And I saw the Lord Jesus sitting down the throne with his happy smile, like, he, like he's like so proud to see me. He says, he says my child, Oswaldo, I'm so... I'm so you so loyal, you so you so holy, you so you so you so obedient. You 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 always pray for others, you pray for your brothers and sisters, you pray for your neighbor that you love, you love you love you love everyone that's around you. I said, Yes, Lord, because you know, I don't want anyone to perish. I don't want anyone to go to hell because you know, 
I want everybody to know that there's a real God. That you know, God, God is is He wants to see us. He wants to receive us. But you know, brothers says, you know, but you know, always, always please focus on the on the Lord Jesus. You know, bring glory to Jesus Christ. You know, He's a He's He is an awesome Father. He He wants us. He wants us to be a baby. He wants us to be like a like a baby, like a child, like a childlike. But you know, the Lord, you know. He he he's there because he wants he wants to be with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to spend time with you, brothers and sisters. You know the Lord, the Lord. You know, you know people on the world. You know they're getting they're getting very evil, brothers and sisters. The world is getting very very evil. It's increasing. You know, you know they are evil scientists. They're doing evil things. You know, pretty soon, pretty soon, these people. They they go and become evil, you know. Like the Bible says, what Jesus says, you know, men's heart will wax cold, and they, they will not have the love of God in them. They will not have the peace of God inside them, you know. They they will become evil, like demons. They're gonna they they're gonna they can they're going to you know kill people, and you know. And I I really don't like I really don't like to see people dying, you know. I don't like people killing one another, you know, because you know. You know, because you know, I want everybody to know, you know, that there's a real God, and that God, God, God hears your prayers. He receives your prayers. He, he, you only have to have faith. You know, have faith in your heart. You know, God is there. He hears your prayers. He knows how you how you're suffering in this in this world. He knows. He knows what you desired. He knows everything, brothers and sisters. See, you see, I, I'm so, I'm so grateful because you know I say, I say, Lord Jesus, you're so good. You, I bring all the glory to you, Lord God. I bring all the glory. I, I, I don't trust myself, Lord Jesus, but I trust you because you know because I believe in you. I believe all the all the revival that you that you spreading around the world, Father God. I see all the miracles you do for the people, Lord Jesus. I see all the peace that you. That you pour around the world, all the love to to everyone that that you chosen, you know the Father God, you know that's true. What every somebody saying, brothers and sisters, that you know everyone, everyone, they're not believing the rapture. The rapture is in the word, is in the word of God. You know what? Yes, yes, the Father Jesus, brothers and sisters, brother, uh, uh, Jesus, Jesus has shown me. He showed me the Bible. He showed me the Bible, you know. He showed me the Bible uh, by, you know, he showed, Jesus showed the Bible between me and Ellie, and the Lord just told us both that the rapture is, is real, is real, It's real. That, but you need need to have faith. You need to have patience. You need to have hope. You know, there's no more time in heaven. You know, you know. Jesus told us also. He also told us. There's no more time. There's no more time in heaven. You know, he's coming very, very soon. Very soon. I cannot, I cannot tell you, I cannot make updates. And I cannot tell you the hour or day when the Lord is coming. But he's coming very, very soon. You need to have yourself, you need to have your house in order. You need to get yourself prepared. Spiritual prepared. You need to have food, water prepared. You have to pray, you, you have to pray, you have to pray to Jesus. You have to fast and pray and seek the Lord 
and praying the Lord that, that, that the Lord Jesus will protect your family. You need to pray for your family because you never know. You never know your family's going to be left behind the great tribulation. But if you pray to the Lord Jesus, Jesus will send the many angels to protect them. You know, and, and, and anyway, you know, they will have warning food. You know, they will survive. But I told you, the Lord Jesus, brothers and sisters, he also showed me martial law, that the martial law will, will, will be declared. And there will be soldiers, military, you know, policemen. They're going to, they're going, you know, they're going to, you know, house to house. And they're going to, they, if you escape, if you escape, they're going to kill you. But they're going to, they're going to capture you and, and take you to the female camps. You know, the female camps, they are, they are prepared, they are already, they are preparing ready. You know, the, the, the mark of the beast is ready soon. It, I, I could see, I could see, I could see the debit cards like Bank of America, Citibank. They have the mark of the beast, and 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 and, and it's, it, that's, that means how close that means how close how close that the rapture is, how close that Jesus is, because the 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 mark of the beast is is almost going to come out, you know, pretty soon. You know, evil. You know, evil is increasing. Many people will become evil pretty soon. You know, the the veil will be broken, and you and everybody will see. Everybody will see those people. People tra uh, transform into into aliens, into demons, because you know, aliens, the demons are giving secrets to the government, giving secrets to the to the military, and all the all in the in the in the president. You know, you know, brothers and sisters, we you know you all of you need to repent. You know, repent. Believe in Jesus and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus says, Jesus says to the disciple, "He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one cannot go to the Father except to Jesus Christ. He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the way, the door to heaven. There is no other way. Just please, brothers and sisters, Jesus is the way to heaven. He's the only way. He's, he will give you eternal life. He will, he, he wants he wants to give you a free gift of, of salvation. If you receive if you receive if you receive Jesus as your Lord Savior and you receive his free gift of salvation, you know, God will do so amazing things in your life that you that you will say, Wow, you know, God loves me. You know, I, I feel I feel I feel that that God that God will not abandon me, that God God is real, that God is 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 talking to me in in different ways that God is here. He he will not forbid me. He will not abandon me because he will he will send his angel to protect me. Also, the Lord Jesus will he he loves me so much, and I and, and I want to say thanks to Jesus. Yes, you have to say thanks to Jesus because God says that Jesus died on the cross. He's dying on the cross and he sacrificed himself for us, for us because you know he says. He's a friend of the sinners, but he hates sin. He hates those people who have sin, who love the things in the world. That's why people are, are, are deceived. That's why people that's that's why people are, are walking away from God. That's why people are making God, you know, the Father God mad, you know, but 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 you know, Father you know, Jesus Jesus, he showed me and Brother Elvie about the book, you know, the book the book, you know. And and brothers and sisters, you know, you know my name, you know my I be, you know I, you know I say Lord, is 
Lord, you know, I believe my name is done in the book, and I believe. Because, the, because, because brothers and sisters, you know how much, you know, I put so much faith in the Lord Jesus. You know, I put Jesus first in my life, in my heart, and then my family. But, you know, Jesus, Jesus is there for us, brothers and sisters. He's coming very soon. We are about to go home. There's no more time, brothers and sisters. You see, I don't want to be here on this planet. I don't want to be here. I want to be with the Lord. I want to join the things with the Lord Jesus. I want to be with the Father. I want to be with the Lord Jesus. I want to be with the Holy Spirit. You know? When the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit, when we leave and when the Holy Spirit is gone, you know, things in this world will become more evil and more corrupted. You know? I could see... I could see in my dreams that, that the evil scientists, they're bringing this, this DNA of, of dinosaurs. And they're, making, they're making dinosaurs. They're bringing dinosaurs back to life and doing evil, brothers and sisters. They're making machines. They're making evil things. You know, the darkness, Satan and the demons are, 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 are planning to do more and more and more evil, you know. And brothers and sisters, you know, Let's, let's, let's pray to the Lord that, that the Lord will, will will send mighty angels to protect you. And and you know, and I want I want to do this for you, brothers and sisters. I'm gonna pray for you in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I came today in Jesus' name that you, Lord Jesus, that you anoint your fire of the Holy Spirit and pour your anointed of the fire of the Holy Spirit upon my brothers and sisters right now, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that that I pray, I pray that you, I pray that you send your thousand warrior angels and, and minister, minister the truth of the gospel of Jesus to the world, to the nation, to to the to the people. That uh, that you open their hearts, Lord Jesus. That you show them the truth. That you're the real God. That you that you up there in heaven watching us twenty four seven. That you always hear us our prayers. That you always receive our prayers. And that, that we all put our trust in you, Lord Jesus. We give you the glory to you, mighty, mighty Lord, mighty Yeshua, Hamashiach, Lord Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you praise. We give you worship, almighty God. Father God, we thank you for this glory this night. That, that, that we pray for peace. I pray for peace for Israel and the people of Jerusalem, Father God. Father, I pray for my daughter, Elvie, and all my brothers and sisters who are here in the Lord's hour. I pray for them in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I, I, I we thank, we so thankful and so, 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 so happy that you bring us joy in our lives. That you bring us, that you, that you show us happiness in our, ourselves. That you, that, that you, that you are coming back very soon, Lord. We ask the Lord to prepare, our, to, to prepare us to remove any unclean righteousness sin of us. And wash it in, in cleansing in, in your precious blood. And make us as white as snow. Make us a child of King, preaching Christ. In Yeshua's mighty name I pray. Amen. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, Jesus is so awesome, brothers and sisters. Jesus is so awesome. He says so many things. He, um, he, uh, I also saw, brothers and sisters, I also saw my brother, I brought, I saw a brother, Elvie, myself, and I saw a brother, brother Kevin. In heaven, I saw them, and they saw me, and and I invite them, I invite them to eat, to eat and to drink in my mansion, 
because you know Jesus Jesus has his own Jesus has Jesus has prepared a mansion for all of us. But you know, but Jesus he, he created my mansion. He he um he built he built my mansion for 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 all his children but but the Lord but the Lord he he put so many rooms in my mansion so I I invite my daughter Elvie and, and daughter Kevin and all my girls and sisters that all of you all of you are invited to sleep in my mansion when we go to heaven when we when we go to the wedding supper and dine with Jesus I I'm, I'm re, I really want to be so very happy to see each one of you in heaven you know we're gonna we're gonna have a girlfriend body the Lord Jesus would give us he would give us so many gifts he he's going He's going to he's going to put us to wear those 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 golden crowns. I saw in my in my dreams. I saw the Lord. I saw myself. I saw the Lord. He put on my forehead like a golden crown, and I and I saw myself wearing a, a robe and a garment. And brothers and sisters, I saw myself that I have wings, and the Lord just said that I'm a, I'm like a, a special angel. But brothers and sisters, yes, I'm an angel. Of, I'm, a, I'm an archangel. Of, I'm the, I'm an archangel of my Father, Jesus Christ, and I'm the highest rank. But brothers and sisters, I'm a guardian angel, and 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 the Lord is so amazing. He say I'm also a Jedi master. And he knows, he knows my desire, and he he knows what powers he has stored for me. So brothers and sisters. I will always keep you in my prayers in my heart. But brothers and sisters, I love you guys. I love you all so much. I love my brother Elvie and brother Kevin and all all who who is hearing me in the Lord's hour. I love you guys. Be 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 spiritual ready. Get your house in order and and get prepared because the Lord Jesus is coming very soon. And repent, repent daily. Believe in Jesus. And believe in the gospel, because brothers and sisters, we are going home. We are going home. Do not lose hope. Have faith. Stay strong in the Lord Jesus. Believe in Jesus. He will rescue you. He will protect you. He will not let anyone touch you. You will not. You will be anointed. There will be an anointed revival pretty soon. I believe what Brother Elvie is saying is, is all true, what he says and what God says to me and to Elvie and to others that there's no more time, that Jesus is coming very soon. So so I want to say, brothers and sisters, I love you guys. You know, keep in touch, pray to, you know, seek the Lord, you know, ask the Lord, you know, that uh, to put, you know, to cover you and, and to protect you. And and I tell you, I tell you, brothers and sisters, the Lord. I saw, I saw the Lord. He, he came, he came in my room and he slept. He, he slept the night with me. And when I saw the Lord, I saw his face. I saw his smile, like he's, like when he was, he was smiling. And brothers and sisters, I tell you, I heard last night when I was sleeping. I heard a voice. I heard someone calling me. And when I looked back, I heard I I I didn't saw I didn't see anyone. I heard someone calling me Oswaldo, Oswaldo, Oswaldo. And then I then I thought, oh, that's Jesus. And that was the Lord. It was calling me, telling me, you know, telling me to 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 tell you to 
to tell you, brothers and sisters, you know, the Lord tried to tell me until every Zapata to say to you, brothers and sisters, you know, let's repent, you know, repent, you know, there's some more time, you know, uh, believe in the gospel, believe what Jesus says, you know, there is a rapture, there is a real rapture, you know, please do not, do not, do not, do not make, do not make the Lord Jesus cry. Do not make do not make the Lord upset. Please, you want you have to please you have to please God. You have to make God happy. Don't make Jesus Christ cry because you know the Father God He doesn't like that. You're gonna make you know some people they try to mock the they try to mock Jesus Christ and they try to they try to run away from God and and the Father God He doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. So you need to be obedient. Don't be disobedient. Listen and listen and obey to Jesus Christ. When he tells you to do something, do it, brothers and sisters. He loves you, and I love you too. And I, I, and I, I, and I, I don't really want anyone to be left behind. I don't want anyone to be parachuted in, in the lake of fire. But I also want to say to you, brothers and sisters, please do not receive the mark of the beast. Please, I warn you, do not receive the mark of the beast. If you receive the mark of the beast, you're going to be perished. You, you you will not have the Holy Spirit anymore. You're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be condemned. That peace, I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus that Jesus could to to open your ears and to open your eyes and to give you you know understanding and wisdom. Do not receive the mark of the beast because you know because the Lord Jesus told me and Brother Elvi to tell you do not receive the mark of the beast. Peace. Don't don't not receive the mark of the beast. Stay strong in the Lord. No matter if you eat if you eat, you know, if if you if you're suffering, if you if you if you die in a hunger, you know, eat food in the trash. Or 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 die or die by hunger or eat or eat food in the trash. But peace do not receive the mark of the beast. Because because I don't want anyone. I want everyone to go to heaven, and that's what I. That's what I pray to the Lord Jesus for. I want. That's what I pray for the Lord Jesus for. For everyone to go to heaven. That I ask the Lord Jesus that I love you guys. I love you so much. And yes, I. I, I ask this to the Lord Jesus for you because because I don't want anyone to be damned. I, I don't want anyone to be perished. I don't want anyone to go to go to hell. I want everyone to go to hell because I love you, brothers and sisters. I have love for you. You know, Jesus, Je- I have the love of Jesus inside my heart. And I love you, brothers and sisters. I love you. I love you. I love you very much. And I hope, I hope, I hope you understand what, I, what I'm saying to you. And what every Zapata and all the true prophets are saying to you. We're speaking the truth to you because we don't want anyone to be perished. We don't want anyone to be left behind. We want everyone to read the word of God, repent. Believe, believe in Jesus, believe in the gospel, and get ready. You know, get ready going home. Please, I love you guys. So, so I, so I want to say, I love you guys so much. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I apologize. Yeah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Baza, for this word. Amen, Brother. Anytime, Brother. Thank you. 
And, you know, I really mm-hmm. want everybody to understand, you know, because, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they, they always they always look they always lose hope and you know, they need to need to have patience, you know, and they need to have faith. And they need to know that, you know, Jesus is hearing your prayers. And and, 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 and he, he he is receiving your prayers. He he knows what you're thinking. He knows what you what you're about to talk what you're about to say. Or what you're about to speak. He's 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 there for you, brothers and sisters. He loves you. Every, me and Harry, we love you, brothers and sisters. We love you so very much. Praise you, God. It's all for Jesus, brothers and sisters, I tell you. And I tell you, I see no bow, though, when the Lord called him and told him to, to help me. Praise the Lord. And and he he the he prayed for me. He, pray, he really does pray and seek the Lord and, and talk to the Lord and ask the Lord to really... Uh, Help me and all this because it's, it's difficult. But I saw when the Lord called Baldo, and when he came and the Lord told him, go and help my son, go and help him. And he said, yes, I saw his obedience when the Lord called him. And praise you, Lord. It is a mystery what I'm telling you. It is a mystery. You can seek it out from the Lord. It is a mystery what we're telling you. I know Obado did go on and say it, but we're talking about mystery from heaven. Some people may not understand enough, but they will understand it later. Our brother Calvin also said he saw me in the garden. I was so beautiful on Thursday. I, I meant to call him to talk about it with him. I hope he's listening tonight. Brother Calvin saw me and Obado. Obado saw him and I, and I don't know if he saw both of us, but we were yeah, together in the both. garden, brother. Oh man, that, I, that, so that was so beautiful, so beautiful. Amen. That we were in the garden, God, and and praise you, Lord. Uh, God told me that He wants to bring His children there, the people there, and that's why He was giving me that message for me to come and tell the people about the garden. He wants to bring His children there. He talked about. You, my brothers and sisters, to me. You know, he he didn't talk to me about me. He talked to me. He talked to me about you, his children, that he loves and cares so much. So if you th- if you think that that you are forgotten, not true. Your Father in heaven loves you and cares for you. Praise the Lord. He loves you and he cares for you so much. Jesus too, and the Holy Spirit. I mean, when Father God was talking to me, the Holy Spirit was right there in front of me, and the Lord was next to me. My goodness, there were angel brothers and sisters, mighty angels, shalom there, Noah. And it was incredible, incredible, that garden, brothers and sisters. My goodness, God is so good. The God we serve, he is God. And when I say I don't trust myself, because in my own struggles, brothers and sisters, I have made mistakes in and I, maybe I think hard, hard on myself, you know. I, I'm, I'm like Paul, you know. I don't say I'm there yet, but I'm looking forward to being with the Lord. I don't want nothing else than being with the Lord. Even the Lord told me, if you, if you want to stay, you can choose to stay. But I don't want to stay down here for what, brothers and sisters? What is down here better than heaven? Nothing. 
We belong in heaven with our God, with our Father. My Father loves us. Amen, amen. He loves us Thank so Lord much. Jesus. Why will you stay? Why will you not go? This morning, it was incredible. Because the Lord had told me, I remember I asked the Lord, what, what part of the Bible can I use so I can explain better the tribulation to come? Matthew 24 doesn't say much. Daniel, although I have read it so many times, and I have to explain it little by little, there's a lot of information there. I said, what else? And the Lord says, Job, Job test. I said, oh, wow. It didn't even pass across my mind. And the Lord says, Job. And, and I, I want to go into the book of Job, and I want to share to you there what, what are the things that people are going to encounter in the tribulation to come. Uh, in Job chapter 1, we read, that Job was a prosperous man by God. And he was uphold to be a righteous man. The Bible says that there was a man in the lands of Uz, whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright. And one who feared God and schemed evil. In other words, Job had nothing to do with sin. Or one had nothing to do with sin. That's what that's how Joe Live was, brothers and sisters. He wanted nothing to do with sin. He was, he was seeking righteousness and holiness before God. Thank you, Jesus. And the Bible says it was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Thank you, Lord. But I want you to notice something that one of the sons of Job, the first one, was an age to be married, to have his own family. And look what the rest of them did. His, hallelujah. And let me go on. Praise you, Lord. And his son went and feast in their house, their house, not in the house of Job. And everyone on his day, he stand and called for the, for, the, for the three sisters to eat and to drink with them. Praise you, Lord. Another translation said the old one called for them. This one, I don't know why that's on. This one is not saying that. Let me let me look up the Geneva. Am I just give you more explanation? Because I was reading in another translation. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise God. So they they met. Uh, his son went and banqueted in the house, and everyone in his on his day, and sent calls for the three to eat and drink with them. For the three sisters. So the son as a gardener, normally some went to eat by themselves, but this these sons invited her sister, brothers and sisters, to drink with them. So in their mind was not looking to be faithful to God. They were not looking to be with God or faithful to God. Although Joah, but not his sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. And everyone had to give God an account for their own sins. Even though if your mother and your father pray for you, or you pray for them, they have to give an account for their own sins. You have to give an account for your own sins. I have to give an account. We all, salvation is individual. It's personal with God. It's a relationship with him we have. Praise your Lord. 
Verse 5. And when the day of the banquet were about, Job sent and sanctified them. So Job knew that they were not walking right with God. But Job did not condemn them. That's why you need to be careful about condemning people. Because that's what a lot of people like to do. But that's not going to help the other person. The person, the other person might be drinking, might be doing things not pleasing to God. Don't focus on their mistake. Just tell them to repent. Tell them to repent. Tell them to see God. Tell them to come to the feet of Jesus. Don't judge them. Because that's what a lot of people do. And that's not going to help anyone. By you judging people is not going to help. The best thing you can say to someone is repent to the Lord Jesus and seek the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Joe was this type of Christian. Sanctified and rose early in the morning, offered burnt offering according to the, to the number of them. What did Joe do? He made offerings, repenting to God, praise to God, fasting, fast for them. You can fast for people who are doing the wrong things, making the poor choices. Praise God, do the fast for them. For Joe thought it may be that my sons have sinned and blessing God in their heart, though they draw, they draw every day. Brother Elvis, how, should, how long should I do this for my sons and daughters, for my family? Well, Job did it every day. Take that as an example. Do it every day. Jesus prayed for his disciples every day. So the day he was taking them, and he's still praying for them. Hello, someone. He's still praying for you and I. Jesus intercede before the Father continuously, the Word of God says in Hebrew. He don't stop. He doesn't say, well, today I'm not going to pray for my sons and daughters because they are doing good. No. Joe said they might have sinned against God in their heart. I don't know. God, forgive them. Please have mercy on them. That was our brother Joe. Thank you, Lord. Pray for your family. Don't criticize them. Don't condemn them. Praise the Lord. Jesus doesn't do that for you. When you sin, you know what Jesus does? He has mercy on you. His grace is sufficient. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. Now on the day when the children of God came and stood before the Lord, Satan came also among them. There came the angels of God before God, hallelujah, to present before their father. And who was among them? Satan. Satan is among the church today. God have mercy. Praise to the Lord. That's why people cannot get along. Pastors cannot get along. Satan is among the church. Praise the Lord. But the word of God says, resist the devil. And he will flee from you. It don't matter if, if Satan comes between you and your wife. Resist the devil. Resist to argue. Resist to argue. Resist to offend your wife. Resist to offend your husband. It is easy to offend. I can say something that will offend my wife. Now, can you say I'm sorry? You see the difference? That's why I tell you I don't trust myself because I make mistakes. We will offend one another. But Jesus said forgive one another also. See, because we were offend. The part is, can you say I'm sorry? Sorry for offending you. Thank you, Lord. 
because we will all offend in word. Brothers and sisters, you will offend your brother. You will offend your sister. Learn to say, I'm sorry. Forgive one another, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 7. Then the Lord said unto Satan, why did the Lord say unto Satan? Because the angel may not see him, but God saw him. God saw him. The Lord said unto Satan, when hence come thou, from where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord, saying, for come passing the earth to and fro and walking in it. Oh, no, Satan is a spirit. He's just in hell. He's not around here. Why are you always rebuking him? Hello, read the word of God. He was to and fro, but not only to and fro, not just flying from one part of the earth to another. What else was Satan doing? He was walking on the earth. <laughs> In the word of God, I'm, I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling you the word of God. He was not flying from one corner to another. He was also walking on the earth. He walks on this earth, brothers and sisters. He's bad. He's evil. He's bad news. I'm telling you he's bad news. Do not trust him for a minute. Thank you, Lord. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. There he was, not just flying from here to heaven. He was walking on the earth. Praise you, God. God have mercy. Verse 8. The Lord said unto Satan, Have thou not considered my servant Job? How none is like him on the earth, upright and just man, one that fear God and skin evil? What is God saying about Job? You know, when you do good, when you repent, when you see God, God notices you. Not only God, people say, oh, be careful what you do. God is watching you. Don't go drinking there. Don't be. God only doesn't watch the evil you do. God also watches the good that you do. Praise you, Lord. Don't make my father to be a bad father. My father is good. God is good. And he's always good. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. You will not receive nothing evil from Father God. Hallelujah. Not only that he saw Satan, he also saw Job seeking him. Praise you, Lord. Seeking righteousness. He saw when he prayed. He saw when he repented. He saw when he was seeking God. He knew God knew that Job was unrighteous. Job was repenting. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. He noticed those good things about Job. People don't notice the good things about you. They notice the bad things to criticize you. Probably, maybe if you talked to them with some of Job's neighbors, they would have told you that they seen Job said a bad word one day. Oh, I heard when he said a bad word one day. I don't know about him. But God said he was an uprighteous man. And there goes the neighbor criticizing Job. God have mercy on people. God have mercy. Praise you, Lord, because men like to put men down, criticize them, but not God. Thank you, Lord. When you repent, God forgives your sin. And when he forgives, he doesn't remember them no more. Your neighbor will remember, but not God. The devil will remember, but not God. God forget about it. When you repent, God says, forget about it. He leaves it behind. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Verse 9. And Satan answered the Lord and said that Job feared God for now. In other words, Satan said that, oh, the Job feared you and, 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 and hallelujah for nothing. You're giving him something. That's why he feared you. 
No, that's not why you'll fear God, because of something. Praise you, Lord. A lot of us have practically nothing to serve the Lord. So we're not serving the Lord for what the Lord has given us. We're serving the Lord because we love him. That's why we love him. Praise you, Lord. I never had any richness. I never had a lot of money. And I still don't. But I still love God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Verse 10. Have thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he had on every side? And thou hast blessed the work, of, the work of his hand and the sustenance that increased in his land? Brothers and sisters, Satan was telling God that you fear him for all the things he has given him. Praise you, God. There is the devil focused on material. A lot of people focus on material. Why has God given you all this here? You've been a Christian for so long. Why has he not given you, they say? Oh, they focus on material. They are focused on material. There's the devil focused on material. Oh, he's serving you because he has given you money, a big mansions, a lot of land, a lot of house. Look at all these children. You have 10 children, Joe. 10 children. And look all the money you have. That's why you that's that's why he's serving you God. But now comes the test. He needed to be tested. When people go into the tribulation, what the Lord was letting me to understand this morning, everything they have will be taken away from them. Your money, your bank account, you're gonna lose in the tribulation, your house, your job, everything you have, you're gonna have to you're gonna lose it. I'm sorry, but I gotta tell you this. Because the Lord told me that Job was a type of the tribulation. When people go into the tribulation, those that are not looking forward for the rapture are going to lose everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, house mama. They're going to lose everything. Praise you, Lord. Everything they have. The little. He gave, he gave four, five talents to four. To one, he gave five to the other one he gave, I think it was three, two, and one. The one he gave one talent to, he buried it. He buried the one. And, and, and the Lord said, take the one. And to the one, the one that he gave five to, he multiplied for another five. He said, give it to him. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. The devil is putting fear into people. And the one talent they have, they are burying it under the earth. People are afraid, afraid to preach. Afraid to tell anyone about Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God has given them time to preach to those souls for them to repent to the lost. The harvest is plenty, but the labors are few, says the Lord. The harvest is plenty. The labors are few. But some people are so afraid to talk about Jesus. And they don't understand that souls, souls are in darkness. They need the light of Jesus to be, for the light to be lit up, brothers and sisters. They need the Lord. They need the Lord. Everything they have, people are losing the tribulation. This is what God is going to say to Satan as soon as the tribulation begins. By stretch out thy hand and touch all that he has. To see if he will not blaspheme thee into thy faith as Satan to God. Sorry, with Satan to God. 
Praise you, Lord. And now the Lord speaks. Then the Lord said unto Satan, Lo, okay, all that he had is in thy hand. Only upon himself, his soul, shall thou now stretch out thy hand. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. How many times you hear a preacher, Satan cannot be in the presence of the Lord. That's not biblical. Biblical is that, yes, he can be in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> let's, be, let's stand on the rock, brothers and sisters. Let's stand on the rock. I heard many preachers, the devil cannot be in the presence of the Lord. Yes, he can. Look what the Bible says. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. What was the oldest sign talking to God? Presence of the Lord. Oh, God, have mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. People are telling people the contrary. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. Praise God. So, the, so then the Lord said unto Satan, Lord, there you have it. And all that he had is in thy hand. That's what he's going to say to the people in the tribulation. Those that are believers that are not ready for the rapture, so they're caught up in the air. The, God's going to say to the devil, here they are in your hand. Stretch, Satan, stretch out thy hand. Try thy hand. And Satan is going to depart from the presence of the Lord to go attack people. That's why the Lord showed me. I remember people saying, Oh, you know, I have many people, minister, people that knows the word maybe better than I. They said to me, Elby, they emailed me these messages, so beautiful message, college, you know, uh, uh, college degree people, you know, uh, man, they're so smart, you know, praise God for all that knowledge. But let me tell you something. This is what they said to me. Elby, the tribulation uh, will be three and a half peaceful years, and then three and a half great tribulation, the Bible calls it. And, you know, I, I prayed about these things. One, one night, the Lord takes me out for me, for me to see what the Father is going to allow after the first day of the tribulation. I've been maybe three times in the first day of the tribulation. At this time, people were going to the theater. I, I wish I could remember the movie people went to watch. It looks like people went to watch a real fun movie. One of these movies that are about to come out sometime. The, but this movie had a lot of people that they went out there. The theater was full. This theater must have been, I don't know, 800 or more people on that night. For the, no, it must have been over 1,000 or two. And that, it was one of the largest theaters. You know, they got these theater in New York, uh, California. In many other states. The Lord took me there and I was there. Order the sign, I see these demons coming from the heavenly places to the earth by millions. And people coming out of the theater, the tribulation began, and they start looking up to the air, and the, and the demons started getting into people, immediately attacking people with su such an evil. And people were yelling, running, trying to get these demons out of They could not because they, they, they did not have the power. So when they rebuke them in Jesus' name, the demon will obey them? Not anymore. Brothers and sisters, I have Christians telling me that if they stay in the tribulation, they're going to rebuke these demons. All I can say is gulag. Praise your Lord. Because the power in our life, it is the Holy Spirit. One name says, thou shall receive power 
when the Holy Spirit come upon thee. Good luck without the Holy Spirit. Good luck. Good luck is all I can say. Praise your Lord. Because these people look like they wanted to rebuke these demons. But the demon mocked them and made fun of them and attacked them brutally. Brothers and sisters. So that changed my whole idea about the three peaceful years. It will be seven years, like Jesus said in Matthew 24, that it will be a time like it never was and like it never be again. Hallelujah. Now, just to give you an explanation how bad the tribulation is going to be, I can take you to Revelation 20. After the tribulation, Satan, after the, after the thousand years, Satan is going to be released for a short season. And he goes to see the nation, Magog and, God and Magog, to come against the holy city, Jerusalem. Now, he comes with billions of people to go to Israel and attack them. I mean, they come in to murder everyone. Well, that cannot compare to the tribulation. Murdering people cannot compare to the tribulation. Although fire comes from heaven and consume them. <laughs> that sounds like a God party. Praise you, Lord. What a party. Is that going to be fire comes from heaven and consume them? Oh, God. As soon as they step up here in Jerusalem, fire comes from heaven and consume them. My goodness. I hope I have my, my Canon camera that they recording that because that's going to be such a beautiful image. A beautiful picture to keep fire comes from heaven and consume them. Because I need to take, I missed to take the picture back in the times of Lot when the fire came down. God have mercy. I'm telling you, the time is coming. Praise your Lord. And God is serious. God is serious, my brothers and sisters. God is serious. Praise your Lord. And on that day, one day, and a day, and a day, when his son and his daughter were eating and drinking wine in the eldest brother house, there you go. This is where they were. The elder was already married. He had his own house already. Brothers and sisters, his own house. And they were drinking, you know. It's what the people say today. They were having a good time. They were having a good time. Praise the Lord. But the devil knows that he has but a sure time, Revelation 12 says. You think that if he has a sure time and God can allow him to torment people for seven years, he's not going to take advantage of that? Well, let's see what happened if he took advantage of Job's family. Now that God allowed him to touch them. God said, go ahead, stretch your hand, Satan. Oh, Satan has a long hand, and he's going to strike them. That day, when the sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the elder brother's house, what happened? What happened with our party? Verse 14. There came a message unto Jordan, said the oxen were plowing, and the oxen feeding in their place, and the south being came violently. I think that was a tornado, some kind of tornado or something. Violently and took them, yay, they have slain their servant with a sword. Oh, no, I, I, the Sabine, I remember, okay. The Sabine the being, it was a word that I read before. These, these were the, the Havasai, the Hittatai, these were the generation of demons that God told Moses in Exodus chapter 3 that he was going to, he was going to kill before remove his sword. He was going to remove them. Hallelujah. Arabians, Arabians. Praise the Lord. He was going to remove from before them. Remove from before them is what God told Moses, brothers and sisters, in Exodus 
So these words like the descendants, descendants of these people, praise the Lord, and the other study that I that I went through. Let, let me look it up real quick. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Because God told, let me tell you what happened here. Okay, here it is. Uh, then the Lord, they said, therefore, I, uh, there I say, I will bring you out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hittite, and the Hittite, and to the land of flour with milk and honey. Thank you, Lord. Let me see. Praise you, God. And God said he was going to remove them. Praise you, God. All these enemies from before the Israelites. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He was bringing into this land. But we know that God was bringing them to the land, but in that land that God was bringing them to, brothers and sisters, we're, we're, these, these, these kind of people were there in that land. Praise you, Lord. And God said to the people that he was going to, to remove these people from, from before them. Before they came into the land, God said he was going to remove them. But because the children of Israel were so disobedient to God, that God did not destroy all these demons from before them. Thank you, Lord. But God did promise he was going to remove them. He did promise. Hallelujah. Amen. God did promise he was going to remove them. But he did not remove them all. Why? Because of the disobedience of Israel. Hallelujah. See, God can make you a promise. But all stand in obedience, brothers and sisters. A lot of people... They question this a lot. They said, why didn't God deny He promised me he would do this, but why have he not done this? Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Uh, here it is, Isaiah 45, 14. That said the Lord, the labor of Asia, the merchandise of the Ethiopian, and the Sabean men of all statues should come unto thee. They should be thine. They should follow thee and should go into shame. They should fall fall down before thee and make supplication unto thee, saying, Surely God is in thee. There is none other God beside them. Then Joel 3a, And I must sell your sons and your daughter into the hand of the children of Judah, and they should send them to the Sabians, to, to a people far off, for the Lord has spoken it. You see, these, these were not people of God. Praise your Lord. God said he was going to destroy them. That's why I have to look it up. Praise I, I had I has I have seen this before. Well, I have talked about this earlier. Praise Lord, so I have to look it up. Thank you, Jesus. Not seen, but talked about it earlier. Brothers and sisters. So God said he was going to, to praise you, God, remove them from among them. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So he stretched out his hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So those, then the Savian came by and took them. They have slain thy servants with, with the edge of the sword, but only I escape all alone unto thee. Verse 16. And while he was yet speaking, another came and said, The fire of God is fallen from the heaven that burn up the sheep and the servant devour them, but only I escape alone to tell you. Look how some, one person escaped. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you. What has God been saying through the prophet Ephraim? This stone that is going to come from heaven and many other stones, when they hit a solar system, they're going to turn into fire before they hit the earth. That's what, that's, that's what he's seeing, the fire coming from heaven to consume them. 
scientists have studied that the Earth has been hit by meteor for thousands of years, maybe millions, brothers and sisters. So these, these fires that they describe, brothers and sisters, could have been meteor. Hey, God has the power, of course, to bring fire from heaven. But these meteors have been hitting the Earth for a long time. And there's a lot of proof, even in the United States, in the Arizona wilderness, you can go and see, and, and see holes that these stones have made for thousands of years or more. A million brothers and sisters. Praise you, praise you, Lord. So while he was speaking, another came and said, The fire of God is falling from heaven. Someone someone was blaming God right away. Praise you, Lord. They were blaming God. They were they didn't know this was the work of Satan. They didn't know what was going on. Satan talking with God about this and Satan stretching his hand. This was the work of the devil. And who were they blaming? God. They were blaming God. That's why it's written in the Word of God for our information. Hallelujah. And you're going to see Job said that good will only come from God, but no evil. So this evil did not come from God. It came from the devil. That's what a lot of people miss to understand. Hallelujah. So he said, God is, fall, uh, is falling from the heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servant and devoured them. But only I came alone to tell you these. These was not messenger from God. So, can someone listen, please? This was not a messenger from God. This was, this was a messenger for God is a true messenger, not a false messenger. Pay attention to what he said. He said it was God that did this. It was God that killed his sheep and, 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 and his servants and devoured them. See, this messenger, this, these demons are telling Job that God was killing his sheep, his servants, and destroy everything he had. It was not God. It was the devil. The only one that comes to kill, steal, and destroy the devil. But Jesus only came to give life and to give it abundantly. Mothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. That's why you need to pay attention to what this servant is saying. This is not a servant of God. He is not a servant of God. Praise you, God. But it's in the word of God because it happened. Even if the devil talks to you, and if it's written, it's written. Everything the devil said is written there. When he talked to God, it's written. Because it happens. It's true. He did say those things. The servant did say those things. And if I would, and by only I came along to tell you, praise you, Lord. God have mercy. Verse 17. And while he was yet speaking, another came. Boy. If Job's servants cannot escape the fire, how many people can walk through fire that you and I know in this body? I don't know anyone that can walk through fire for that long. Well, these messengers came through the fire, escaped the fire. Somehow they went through the fire, and the fire did not burn them. How did that happen? Unless they were demons. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. While he was speaking, another came and said, the Shadian said, I'm uh, on three band and fell upon the camel and had taken them and, and, and had slain the servant with the edge of the sword, but only I escaped alone to tell thee. What a coincidence that he was only one in this, in this killing that escaped. In other words, they didn't, they didn't do anything to me. They did it to them, but not to me. Praise you, Lord. Another messenger, verse 18. 
And while he was yet speaking, came another and said, Thy son and thy daughter were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. They had a specific information to give Job. Why was the devil looking forward to how Job cursed God, brothers and sisters? That's what the devil wanted. When you are in trial, in hard trial and testing, and people come to you to give you a message, I'm going to give you an advice. Be careful. Be careful. The devil got his own. The devil got his own. Devil got his own messenger. A messenger for the devil is not going to give you good news. It's going to give you bad news. How many messengers messenger did the Lord send to give these type of message? Praise the Lord. Unless it was a prophet of the Lord. Unless it was someone God was used. Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego were princes in, in, hallelujah, back in Jerusalem. They were the people of God. And that's why God delivered them from the fire. I'm not saying God cannot deliver these men from the fire. Praise you, Lord. But they were blaming God. Mesach, Sadrach, Mesach, and Abednego were not blaming God. They say even if God won't deliver us, we won't worship thy statues to the king. Praise you, Lord. Not these sermons. Praise you, Lord. They will, these sermons are completely negative. Remember that this is a test of the devil unto Joel. Hallelujah. Joel was being tested. I tell you something. You, you will be going through a hard test in your life that the devil will allow, that God will allow the devil to test you. And you will have a family member come and curse you and tell you to curse your God. Tell you to walk away from your faith and to never go back to God anymore. And you'll be like, what? The devil will use them if they're not seeking God. I'm telling you. This happened to a lot of people, a lot of family. Praise your Lord. You need to be careful. Praise your Lord. Verse 19. And behold, there came a great wind from beyond the wilderness. It's not the four corners of the house, which fell upon the children, and they are dead. And only I escape alone to tell to thee. These were all bad news, brothers and sisters. Be careful with bad news. Praise you, Lord. Pray about everything you hear that is coming against you. Just pray. But a lot of people, I want to focus this on the tribulation because it's the Lord told me. Brothers and sisters, there's a lot of people going in the tribulation that are not ready for the rapture. They are going to lose everything. The devil, God is going to allow the devil to take everything from them. Their house, their sons and daughters, their family. I heard this prophet said years ago, the Lord took her to the tribulation, and she saw mothers who had children born in the tribulation. She saw how they grabbed their children and hit them against the wall for them to take the mark of the beast. On the hand of one of the forehead. And they scream, No, don't do this to my children. And these people from the government said, If you don't take this mark, we're going to kill your children, your child. And they hit the child against the wall and throw the body of the child on the floor like nothing. This, this woman of God saw women that were pregnant seven and eight months pregnant in the tribulation. 
and she saw how they took a funnel and put it on her mouth. And they said to her, are you going to take the mark of the beast or no? The beast or no? And she said, no. And she saw how they grabbed a, a, a gallon of water and started putting the water to the father, to the mouth of the mother, praying it. And, and the water was practically coming out through her nose and through everywhere. And the woman was she, saying, no, I cannot take it anymore. And they said, we'll, we'll kill you this way and torment you this way if you don't take this mark. She saw a pastor who the congregation grabbed him, put him against the wall and started punching him. They threw him on the floor and started kicking him. And they kept saying to him, because you preach to us against the rapture. You did not tell us the truth. We could have escaped, but you did not preach us the truth. And they started pulling him from his hand and his feet, a multitude of people, until his arm was coming out of place. All these people pulled in different ways. And the arm and the pastor screamed and said, have mercy. Please, it hurts. It hurts. Please let me go. I'm sorry that I didn't preach the truth. I deceive you. And the people kept saying to the pastor, you're going to pay for this. You're going to pay for this for your own life. But you know why? The pastor will not die. They ripped his hand and feet from his body. And the pastor screamed in agony, in total pain. But death sleep for him. He wanted to die. But they were not in business anymore. Brothers and sisters, this is the true fact of the tribulation. That is, is about to begin. Every single life that stay behind in the tribulation, it doesn't matter if you're a war tree person, if you work in the warehouse, it doesn't matter what position you have in the world, how much money you have in the world, life is about to change for everybody. Everyone's life who stays behind is about to change. It's not going to be the same. When your tribulation began, his life was not the same. He lost his prosperity. He lost his sheep as an animal. Oh, he had thousands of them. He lost them all. He lost his mansion. Oh, what a beautiful mansion you have. With such, so much money he had. He lost it all. He lost his own children. His own children were murdered, were killed. Brothers and sisters, it's the same thing the Lord says to me that people are going to experience in the tribulation. Nothing less, nothing less, but even more, are about to encounter. If you think this message tonight is not important, it is our most important. This morning, I was surprised by what Jesus did to me. He took me into the tribulation by force. I was not praying for this. I did not have this in my mind, neither in my heart. And Jesus in prayer took me in the tribulation, and there's nothing I could say or do but repent, brothers and sisters. He wanted me to experience the tribulation this morning so I can come here tonight and tell the people about it. I did not have this plan. There was not, this was not planned on my message, but it was his plan for me to come here tonight and tell the world how horrible it's going to be. 
ain't going to be such a tribulation like it never been, Jesus said in Matthew 24, and like it never will be again, brothers and sisters. People have no idea what they are about to encounter. It's going to be a horrible, horrible tribulation. If you know that you have not been walking right with the Lord, if you know you not have been repenting as the Lord has been telling you to, praise your Lord. Uh, sister, what happened is, a lot of people have asked me the same question you're asking me. Yes, the Lord is going to take those children before the tribulation in the rapture. But people will continue to have baby in the tribulations. And it's not going to be for good. Those are the baby mother, after the first day of the tribulation, they get pregnant. And what do you think happens? Oh, God, I, I don't, I mean, if you got to see it to see what I'm talking about. It's horrible. People have written to me an email what they have experienced in the tribulation. And they say, Brother Elvi, you're only telling people basically a little of how great the tribulation is going to be. And I said, well, I'm doing what I can, you know. I'm preaching the Lord's message. I, I probably telling people a little, yes. Praise the Lord. And I hope a few people to understand. Praise the Lord. Life is going to continue. The only thing that's going to change completely, life, the Lord, is, God is not going to have this nonsense that people have now. The nonsense is about to end. If you know you've not been walking right with God, start repenting like you never had. I was choking. I was begging for my own soul, brothers and sisters. This, he did this to me in prayer. I was not expecting He didn't tell me before he was going to do this to me. He just went and did it. He's my God. What else can I say? And I was begging there, repenting. Because death was all over. Death's going to be all over the tribulation, brothers and sisters. And death cannot wait. I can sense death to want to take over now. But the, the power of Jesus holding death back, he has no power in heaven and earth. And death cannot take over. But death wants to take over with what the Lord is letting me see. Death is practically begging the Lord to let him take over. These angel, evil angels of death, hell wants to take over. The devil wants to take over. But the Lord's not letting them yet. He's having them wait. When he takes his bride out, then they, they can go ahead and take over. Because Father God is so angry that this is what's going to happen exactly. Brothers and sisters, what did God say to Joel? I'm sorry, to Satan? Satan, extend your hand. And what did the devil do? Oh, I'm not going to do that. No, he immediately went from the presence of the Lord to do it, to do his evil. Oh, the devil knows how to do his evil, and it's all what he wants to do. He, he wants to do nothing else but evil. Kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he's going to do to the people. Especially to those that Christians that stay behind. Oh, God have mercy. Oh, God have mercy. Verse 20. Then Job arose. Job stands. Run his garment. Tore his garment. Shave his head. Praise you, Lord. He, he had beautiful hair, I imagine. He shaved it off. Fell down upon the, upon the ground. He went on his knees and worshiped. Oh, God, he was faithful. Oh, God, that he feared God. Oh, thank you, God, for people like Job. And he said, naked, I came out of my mother's womb. And naked to I return. Either. 
then the Lord has given, and the Lord has taken it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It was so faithful. Thank the Lord. And all then, your sin, don't charge God foolishly. Foolishly. He did not say it is God's fault, like the messenger. They blame God. Joe did not do that. Because Joe was wise. Joe was a wise virgin. And that's exactly what a wise virgin do. Repent. Thank you, Lord. Chapter 2, verse 1. And on the day the children of God came and stood before the Lord, and Satan came also among them and stood, stood before the Lord. Praise you, God, have mercy. And the Lord said unto Satan, For where hast come thou? And Satan answered the Lord, and said, For compassing the earth to and fro, and walking on it. Not only he fly back and forward, he also walk on this earth. He walk on this earth. Praise the Lord. That's why there's so much evil. The devil was around like a lion. The Looking to whom to devour. He's walking around, brothers and sisters. God have mercy. Verse 3. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou not considered my servant Job? How is none like him on the earth? And some people say, But why did God keep coming against Job? Because Job is a type of the tribulation. God is angry, my friend. God is angry, my brother and sister. He's going to come against people who did not receive his son. Who did not receive his son. Who did not receive what Jesus did on the cross. The Father God is so angry because he's giving people salvation for free as a gift. And they are rejecting it. And that makes God so angry. It is a free gift. And even though it is free, People keep rejecting the gift of salvation. They don't want to receive it. They don't want to hold to it. They don't want to repent. So God is saying, if the devil is what they want, I am giving them the devil completely. Let's see if serving the devil will, will please them. Or oh, it's not going to please anyone. Because the devil will start killing, stealing, and destroying humanity. But that's exactly what's going to happen for seven years. They want the devil. God is going to give it to them. Now let them have it. Let's see what happens at the end. Exactly what's going to happen. They don't want to obey God's commandment now. They don't want to submit their life to God right now. They don't want to turn away from sin. God should let them have the devil in. The Lord said unto Satan, Have thou not considered myself a Joel? How none is like him on the earth. Upright men, one who fear God and scheme evil. For ye then continue the uprightness, although thou move me against him, to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, and all that ever men had, what he give for his life. Their skin for skin, Hallelujah. And leprosy. That's what that skin for skin is. Leprosy. It's a, it's a skin disease. When Jesus begins at the book of Mark, he went 
in the time of Jesus, before he began his ministry, Jerusalem was divided in two, the upper and the lower. And the lower were full of leprosy, hundreds of thousands of them. And people were not going to the lower part of Jerusalem because it was full of lepers. Brothers and sisters, when Jesus began his ministry, he went to the lepers and began to touch them. And people were afraid. People started criticizing him for touching the lepers. And he began to heal them. The lepers, he started going away. The only time the lepers came out of the downtown into the walkway that people going to work was to beg people for money so that they could get something to eat, brothers and sisters. Jesus began to encounter the lepers and touch them and heal them, brothers and sisters. Praise you. No one ever had done this. Only in the time of Elisha and the people that worked with God. But by the time Jesus came, the priests were not doing their job. They were not close to God as they should. So they were not cleansing the lepers, brothers and sisters, as they should. So when Jesus came, these Bible believers started preaching the Bible to Jesus. They knew the Bible, but they did not keep the word like Jesus did. Thank you, Lord. He healed them all. Not one leper that came to Jesus continued to be sacked. He heals them, brothers and sisters. He heals them. Praise. He had compassion on them, the word says. He's a merciful God. He's a good God. He's a great God. No one like our Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. So Satan answered the Lord and said, The king for king all the men ever had will, will, will he give for his life. Praise the Lord. In other words, people for a miracle or healing will give the life for. If there's a medicine for healing, they'll give the life for. People are seeking medication for the healing now instead of seeking Jesus. And they're not considering God for healing. They consider all kinds of doctors and medication, but not the Lord. They pay all kinds of money to the doctors, and they think they're going to get better. God have mercy. Praise the Lord. God have mercy. Verse 5. But stretch on now thy hand again, says God to Satan, and touch his bones and, fly, and his flesh to see if he will now bluff him be in thy face. Look what Satan is looking to touch on the life of Joe now, his bone and his flesh. In the tribulation, I saw people like they had leprosy all over the land. I wonder about this. I said, why are these people with leprosy? But now I understand. The Lord told me it will be like Job. Now I, I'm getting the word now. I, I get it now. The devil was going to go out, send his demon, and begin to touch people. Their bones are going to hurt like hell. The flesh is going to go back like lepers. Skin for skin, they're going to scratch the skin in the tribulation. And there will be no cure. And death's going to flee from them. It's going to be a living hell. There's the word, a living hell. So see, he will not blaspheme thy faith. People have what? two choices. Blaspheme God and die and get the, the monk of the beast. Or repent and remain faithful to the Lord. Now, this is what the Lord showed me in the tribulation years ago. 
I saw doctors with, working with the, with the government, with the army, arresting people and setting them in a chair that have belts to tie their hand and feet. And I saw that with a, an injection, like a gun, to inject the RFID in their hand in the tribulation. It was the same chip as the RFID. Back then, that was 2009, 2010, the RFID was not out yet. I already have seen the RFID and the tribulation to come being injected to people by force. Now, this is what they were asking people when they, when they apprehended them and they tied them down to the chair, three and four men and one person. They said, do you want to be beheaded? Do you want to go with the people that we're going to behead? Or you are going to take the, the, this, this chip, this mark, and you're right here on your forehead. Right now, doctors in the United States all over the world know that the right place to inject this chip is in the right hand or in the forehead. So, some people try to cheat the word of God, my God. They went to the doctor, they had the RFID injected on their left hand. Not two months passed when doctor in an emergency had to take the chip out and put it in the right hand because the hand got infected. It got infected. Thousands of people got it in the left hand because they said this was not the month of the beast. And people heard me on the radio, on, on Facebook, talking about this and said, you're crazy. This is not the month of the beast. Christian told me that it was not true what I was preaching. I was telling people since 2000, you go back to 2012, uh, 2011, 2010 on, on YouTube. And I'm telling people, people were calling me crazy. Christians all over the United States and the world are were telling me this is not the mark of the beast. Pastor, why are you saying this is the mark of the beast, they told me. Why? This is not the mark of the beast, they said to me. Before Obama even took it out in 2013, March 25th, they were telling me that I was wrong. And I remember asking the Lord, and the Lord told me, yes, it is. And the people told me no. Pastor told me no. Christian told me no. All over the world. I mean, I've been criticized. I've been told I'm a full prophet. I've been told so much things since I started talking about this mark of the beast, brothers and sisters. Now, some Christians have wrote back to me years later and said, I'm sorry. We thought it wasn't. But now we realize that it truly is, brothers and sisters. And I said, okay, I forgive you. Don't worry. We, we, you know, we just need to get along. We need to love one another. Praise you, Lord. Some people have finally realized. Some people say, oh, this is just something from the United States. I said, no, this is going to go around the world. Back in 2013 and 14, when President Obama went to the Geneva meeting with all the presidents and all the representatives of the world, brothers and sisters, I think there was over 300, over 200 presidents and three, three, over 300 representatives, either by president or president of the world meeting with Obama. Obama offered them an incentive. If, if you know the law in the United States, an incentive is like a grant, free money. Obama, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Obama offered the, the, the countries of the world free money for them to inject the RFID in the right hand of their people. Now, you can tell me that Obama is not the beast. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you if you say that. But I'm going to tell you something. It was Obama who implemented the RFID 
who began the RFID process and, and got it and to be approved by the legis legislation. Now, Obama was the one who, who pre presented this RFID to all the presidents in the world and gave them an incentive to spread this among the nations. Not every, almost every single nation today, four or five years after today, has the RFID either being added to the policy or being implemented. I heard in chi from China these last past weeks that the government of China is already forcing local people to get it, the RFID. India, India, the president in India is already offering this to all their people, and they are telling people with a next year or in a few months, it will be mandatory for them to have it. Same thing with the president of China. This was started by Obama. And now all these nations, Germany, France, all these nations have the RFID. Every, almost every nation and the credit card has the RFID in it too. The electronic ship, brothers and sisters. Praise your God. It's all over the world. All over the world. Back in my island in the Dominican Republic, just to inform you a little, our, our banks and our government was not too tied with the U.S. In, in, in regards to currency and all that. Right now, they are like right hand to each other in business. My, my mom opened an account back then, and I have spoken with, if I want to send my mom any money to the bank, all I just got to put it in her bank account here. And I went and spoke with the with the uh, with one of the uh, manager of Bank of America. In regard to this, I want I want the money to be secure and to get to my mother. And she told me, not a problem, not a problem. This is all now. They're all tied together, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Now they they cannot in, they cannot inject the RFID in your hand against your will. You have to agree. That is that is the policy of this. Oh, they're going. If you say no, they're going to behead you for this. Person, that's the way it's going to happen. Praise your Lord. So now all these banks, I have people from Central America like Ecuador write to me and tell me that most of their business people already have the RFID that Obama offered them. And now the politicians, the politicians are saying to them that in the next election, they want everyone, they're going to try to implement in Central America that everyone will have to get the RFID. Now you tell me something that Obama started in 2003, praise your Lord, and, and put it in the Obama don't care plan. Now, it's, it's a, almost in every single country, over 300, 200, 200 presidents, 300 representatives from the, each country. If they were not president, they were by president, which is basically the same. It's it being implemented in every part of the world, in the four corners of the earth, may God, God and may God. Now, if you don't think he's the Antichrist yet, he, he, will, he himself will convince you that he is. Because he already had changed the Constitution, hallelujah, of the United States. He had put on his own executive law over the Lord of the land. He is changing everything in the U.S. 
he already had implemented that if he declared martial law within the next year before his presidency, he can stay to be a president as long as he wants. Obama had done this, brothers and sisters. He is going to stay in office as long as he wants. People will be looking for an election, and they're not going to find it here soon. People are going to be surprised, brothers and sisters. That's what's going to happen. He's going, he already put this in place with the, with the Supreme Court, brothers and sisters. He's doing all these executive orders. Why do you think he's doing all this? Because he wants to get away with it. And he is doing things, brothers and sisters, that people did not expect them. If you don't believe me, listen to Alex Jones from Texas. Listen to Alex Jones. Listen to a, a lot of the information Alex, Alex, Alex Jones is coming out with, brothers and sisters, of all the things that your government is doing. It is bad. It is very bad. And he's getting away. Well, no one is saying no. Congress is not saying no. No one is saying no to him. He just mentioned that if he will run for a third, for a third, uh, 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 run for a third chance to be a president, he will win, he said. Oh, he, some people said, some people think he's going to get out of the office and move to North Carolina, as he has said over here in North Carolina. Oh, that's not part of his plan. He's been deceiving people right from the beginning. All his agenda is to deceive people, to get people to think some other things when he's doing already this other thing. He's already planning to stay in office, but he's telling people something else. You know, if I plan to run again, I know I will win, he says, and CNBC. It's online. I, I, someone sent me the link, and I listened to it. I said, oh, man, it's horrible. But it's exactly what I'm telling people on the Lord's Hour. Well, I know a lot of people don't agree, but I'm telling them the truth before it happens. He is planning to stay in office. And who is going to stop him but God? It only can come from God. If God says he's going to stay there, he's going to stay there. Praise your Lord. But it don't really matter to us who are going home in the rapture. It's going to matter to the people who are staying behind. And there's a lot of people staying behind. That's why I have to give out the information. So when people hear this, and if they end up staying, they'll know exactly what's going to happen. He's going to stay in office. He's going to implement mandatory, praise the Lord, for the mark of the beast, hallelujah, to be implemented in the United States, mandatory, brothers and sisters. It's what he wants. It's what he's planning. I've been telling people about him that he was going to do since 2011 and 12, and people caught up in 2013 and said, wow, but you said this about, I've been writing down everything you were saying. Someone is keeping up with what I'm saying. It was quoting everything I said about Obama back then from the book of Daniel. And said, everything you said has exactly happened. Remember he said a few months ago that he was going to, he was going to come out of office soon. He was not going to worry about the Middle East peace process. Another lie. And I told people it was a lie. Netanyahu came to Washington today. He's visiting Washington. What, what Obama has in, agenda, in his agenda? The two-state solution. He's telling people on television, no, he's not going to get involved anymore. He's going to leave it alone. And now he's pursuing 100% with Kerry and all his people in office to, and stay the two-state solution. He already had his meeting with the U.N., for all of them to vote for the yes to the state, two-state solution. 
He still wants to buy Jerusalem. The devil had his plans in the beginning, saying God chose Jacob. God, the devil wanted to destroy Jacob, but he had not been able, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I'm telling you things before they happen, because you're going to see them happen. You're going to see them come on television and tell people that they finally got to an agreement about the two-state solution, that Netanyahu agreed, Abbas agreed, all the leaders have agreed, and now they have a solution, a quick solution for the two-state Brothers and sisters, I tell you right now, the Jewish people will will give their life for not for Jerusalem not to be divided. Someone was saying, "Will we ever see the two-state solution?" I don't think so. If we see it, okay. Praise the Lord. I know the Lord says to our better in heaven. Our better says to the Lord, "Lord, uh, what is our our timepiece?" And the Lord looked at him and says. Israel. He said, look to everything that is going on in Israel. Because when you see these things happen in Israel, because I'm about to take my bride home, the Lord is going to fight for the Jewish people, with the Jewish people, for the Jewish people. He's not going to let any nation come and destroy Jerusalem. He's going to fight. The Psalm 83 is there. Every single rabbi in Israel knows that the Psalm 83 is going to happen. Brothers and sisters, the Jewish people are just, the IVF is getting ready for an attack any day. Yeah, there's missile coming out of, out, of, out of the West Bank, Palestinian keep, you know, Iran keeps giving them weapons to come to attack, hallelujah, to attack Jerusalem, and they've been killing people back and forth. But this massive attack that the Arabs are planning, they're, going, they're already planning it. Iran is getting ready. All Pakistan has even joined them. Egypt has joined them. Syria and Libya. All these nations have joined to, uh, to surprise attack Israel so they can overcome him. I even heard them saying a line that this time when they attack Israel, they're going to take over their land and Israel will not be anymore, they're saying. Man, I, I hear what they're saying and I'm laughing. Because I know, I saw the Lord, what he's going to do with the Jewish people. He's going to fight with them. The United States is going to forsake them. Who, who, who's the leader of the United States? They're going to forsake them. That's the devil's boy in the White House. So they're going to forsake Israel. But Jesus is going to fight with them. He's going to fight with them, brothers and sisters. And they're going to have victory. Going to have victory. Because this victory that Israel is going to get is for the beginning of the contraction of the third temple. It's the beginning of the contraction of the third temple. The Jewish, the, the Arab will have no choice but to give the dome of the rock to the Jewish people. But the first, the dome of the rock must be destroyed. The Lord has shown this to people in dreams and visions. The dome of the rock will be here with a missile, brothers and sisters. And that even comes to the, to the ears of our enemies. And they think they can protect it. When God says so, it's going to happen. That's it. Praise you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, my throat is getting tired on me. Uh, I come back tomorrow night. Please pray that I, that I get more strength for me to speak here. Praise you, Lord. I've been speaking for now over two hours, uh, three hours today. Praise you, Lord. And my throat is hurting. So I need to rest my throat. Hallelujah. I, I got here a prophecy that I want to pray 
Praise the Lord, and I'll be back tomorrow night, God willing. All right. Praise the Lord. For today's prophecy update, I'm going to actually sort of pick it up where we left off last week by examining more of the many, and there are many, prophecy details. I mean, these are real specific details that are given to us in the pages of Holy Writ, Bible prophecy details. Uh, actually, this is the third week that we're doing this, and the reason is because the closer we get to the rapture, and we are getting closer to the rapture, the more specific and frequent the signs become. The illustration, I, the example I used uh, last week about the closer, how, the closer you get to your destination, the more frequent and specific the signs on the road will be. And that's what we're seeing in the world today as we're getting closer to our destination the signs are becoming more frequent and more specific in their details I've condensed it to four prophetic details for today of course again there are many more some that I uh, might address uh, yet future but we'll examine uh, the details first and then we'll look at each detail through the lens of the current geopolitical landscape by way of the developments from just this last week. Now uh, things are moving so fast that uh, I, there's so much just within a, a timeline of one week. Um, I want to start with the first detail, which we've actually talked about the last couple of weeks, and it's this confirming, or if you prefer, enforcing of the seven-year peace agreement in Daniel 9.27. Daniel 9.27 is a profound prophecy. It's a very significant and important prophecy. I'm going to read it, and then I'll try to explain it a little bit. It says, Then he shall confirm a covenant. Now, in the original language of the Hebrew, confirm carries with it the idea of enforce. And it also implies that there's already a covenant in place that remains unconfirmed. There's an already a covenant, an agreement in place, a peace agreement in place, but it needs to be enforced. It needs to be confirmed. That's what the implication is when we read, He shall confirm an existing covenant with many for one week. One week is a period in Hebrew, a, a period of seven. This is the seven-year tribulation. But... In the middle of the week, in the middle, the midpoint, the three and a half year mark of the seven year tribulation, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. This indicates that the Antichrist will allow Israel to rebuild their temple. And for those of you who went with us to Israel, to the Temple uh, Institute there in Jerusalem, uh, it's not long before you realize that as soon as they get the green light, they can build that temple. Some believe even 30 to 60 days. They can have that. I wish we could build our building that quick. <laughs> they, need, they just need the permit like we do. But uh, so the, the, the temple is going to be rebuilt. And in the midpoint, the Antichrist is going to commit the abomination that causes desolation. He shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering in on the wing of abominations shall be the one who makes desolate. 
even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. In other words, the Antichrist will commit the abomination, some believe causing desolation, some believe the sacrificing of an unclean animal in the Holy of Holies, in the newly rebuilt temple, as part of this agreement. And by the way, very interesting, Israel will do anything. Israel will do anything to get a temple. And they would agree to this enforcing, this confirming of this existing covenant if it meant that they could get their temple. And we've talked about in prior updates uh, this um, uh, narrative now that the Temple Mount does not belong to the Jews. In fact, the Western Wall should be declared by UNESCO as an Islamic holy site. This is all moving towards this ultimate end of forcing Israel to give up everything and do anything in order to have their temple. Everything's in place. What about the ashes of the red heifer? No problem. Well, I thought every, every time they come up with one, uh, this is Leviticus 19, I believe it is, talks about how they, they use the ashes of the red heifer in a ceremonial cleansing by the high priest. And so it has to be a pure red heifer. And so they've, they've had red heifers born, and then all of a sudden they're disqualified because they, they have a white hair. <laughs> um, they can clone a, a red heifer. Uh, very easily, and in fact, they have the technology to do it. But there is uh, some uh, who believe that there's already a red heifer uh, ready, and that was the last thing that they needed. Everything else is done. What about the, the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, remember that this last group uh, when we were uh, underneath the, the Temple Mount, and they they know exactly where the uh, uh, Ark of the Covenant is, and we're told in uh, the Old Testament that uh, we'll, we'll still find the tablets. And I will find uh, uh, the, um, not the manna, uh, apparently. Uh, that's what we're learning on, on Thursday nights. But it had originally the manna, Aaron's rod, and the uh, tablets of stone. Uh, what uh, many believe is that they will find the actual tablets of stone that the finger of God wrote the Ten Commandments on with Moses on uh, the mount. I mean, that, that alone is chicken skin right there. But anyway, I digress. So they're going to have the Ark of the Covenant. They're going to have the temple rebuilt. Everything is going to be in place, and they're going to be allowed to make sacrifices in this newly rebuilt third temple for the first half of the seven-year tribulation. And then when Israel sees the abomination that causes desolation, we're told that they will flee. And for the last three and a half years, God will miraculously protect Israel and that Israel will come to a saving knowledge of the true Messiah at the midpoint. And we learn this in typology when it comes to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a picture of Israel in the seven times hotter furnace. And in the midst of the furnace, they're saved. And Jesus appears, a pre-Bethlehem appearance of Jesus Christ, known as a Christophany, is there in the midst of that seven times hotter fiery furnace. And it's a picture, it's a type of how Israel will be saved in the midst of the seven times hotter fiery seven year tribulation. That's when they're going to find Jesus, their true Savior. They're going to realize this is not our Messiah. And they're going to meet and know and come to their true Messiah at the midpoint. And where's Daniel? 
De- where's the De- oh? That's right. He was exalted to a high place, and he's not there. You might say Daniel was a pre-furnace believer. I'll give you some time on that. Uh, how about Enoch? Enoch was pre-flood. Noah and his family, a picture of Israel, they go into the flood, are saved in the flood. A picture of Israel. Where's Enoch? Pre-flood. Enoch walked with God. I love this. And was no more. For God took him. That's why he was no more. Enoch is a picture of the church. And Noah and his family, a picture of Israel. Daniel, a picture of the church. And by the way, this typology is replete throughout the Old Testament. This is why I get so demonstrative and animated. That's probably an understatement when it comes to the pre-tribulation rapture. You cannot put the rapture of the church anywhere but at the beginning prior to the seven-year tribulation for reasons like this in Daniel 9, 27. Well, let's move on. On Thursday, the Jerusalem Post published a report that the PLO, and I love it when the Jerusalem Post refers to the Palestinian Liberation Organization as the Palestinian Liberation Organization instead of the Palestinian Authority. Because that's what they really are, the PLO. Yasser Arafat's PLO was threatening, listen, to end the recognition of Israel. What? <laughs> You're threatening to end the... Re- Wait a minute. Well, let me quote the report. Saeb Erekat, I don't know if you've ever seen him. They don't put him on Fox News anymore, thankfully. You'll see him on CNN sometimes. Is quoted by Al-Quds al-Arabi as saying that a decision on reversing recognition of Israel will be made after Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas completes a round of consultations with Arab leaders this month. We never said we were going to cancel the Oslo Accords. Could that be the agreement that's already in place that needs to be confirmed and enforced? Back in September of 1993? I believe it is, and I'm in pretty good company. We don't want to cancel it. It's, it's, it's still there. It just needs to be enforced. And so they're threatening so that something will be done to enforce it. This is Abbas. On September 30th at UN headquarters in New York, Abbas said, We cannot continue to be bound by these signed agreements with Israel because the status quo cannot continue. In other words, translated, something has to happen. And something has to happen now concerning the Oslo Peace Accords. And they're threatening to cancel it if it doesn't. Now, tie this with this Times of Israel report on Friday Obama rules out, very interesting, Israeli-Palestinian peace deal before leaving office. Here's a couple of excerpts. U.S. officials said Thursday that President Barack Obama has made a, quote, realistic assessment that a peace deal between Israelis and Palestinians is not possible during his final months in office. Officials said, that while Obama remains committed to a two-state solution between Israelis and Palestinians, and listen to this, he does not believe it's possible before he leaves office in January 2017, can't wait, barring, sorry, (laughs) 
barring a major shift. Translate it, something better happen. Something better happen. Because I'm not going to continue on in ambiguity concerning this Oslo Peace Accord. Interesting. Well, this brings us to the second detail, which is the absence of, among others, Egypt and Jordan from the prophecy in Ezekiel 38, both of which, by the way, have a peace agreement with Israel. Now, for Egypt, more specifically, it's because of the detail in the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 19, which is a great chapter, by the way, concerning Egypt. Uh, I'm of the belief still, I still hold to the belief, that we witnessed back in 2011 with the uprising there in Tahrir Square in Cairo, the beginning of the fulfillment of the first part of chapter 19 in Isaiah, which says a prophecy concerning Egypt. There will be a, an uprising, brother against brother, and they will be handed over to a fierce leader. Some believe the Muslim Brotherhood, one Muhammad Mursi, who is now uh, incarcerated. And this after Husni Mubarak was ousted, by the way, by you-know-who, Barack Obama, United States of America. We got Husni Mubarak out. Oh, just like we got uh, Muammar Gaddafi out. Oh, just like we got every other world leader out. That's another topic for another time. Wow, Pastor, aren't, aren't you afraid to talk about stuff like that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's the truth. It's the truth. And it, it's about time that somebody speaks the truth. Because this world is so politically correct right now that Muslims are good and Christians are evil. Christians are the terrorists. This is, and don't say anything about anybody. Make nice. Make nice. No. There's no more time for nice. We are on the cusp of eternity. There's no time for nice. Well, yeah, but don't you want to, you know, you need to be more loving. Okay. Let me tell you how loving I am. I love you so much, I'm going to tell you the truth. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't bother. Aloha. See if I care. I'm sorry, but you know, it's getting so old. It's getting so old. Well, where was I? There was a prophecy updating there somewhere. But Isaiah 19. I, got, I want to read for you the ending of this chapter. It is unbelievable. It is, if it wasn't here in God's word, I wouldn't believe it. My people, the Egyptian people, are going to come to a saving knowledge of the God of Israel. It's right here. Verse 18, In that day five cities in the land of Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear by the Lord of hosts. One will be called the city of destruction.